I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. True blue, Scooby-Doo, whoop-dee-doo, scenario, rates, yo, rates more than four. Scores for the swans that's on the dance floor. Now I go for mine, shades of seashore. Ship shape plus great eights to play tape. Pace makes drapes, cakes for the wakes. For Ella, Lita, Lita, <laughs> simply give her a Lita. Base in the space means peace, see you later. Later, 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 alligator. Pop goes a weasel and the herbs are inflator. Yo, the D what the I incorporated INC into a flow. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. We're in the house. Last day of the week, Wednesday. Yes, we are. You, wrapping this up. You sure ain't rubbing up on you? I mean, you, you remaking it like I do when I be rapping. Remaking what? Those are the words. Oh, Lord. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's how, that's how he rap. Oh. I don't even really need the lyrics to that. I, I kind of. The words on the words that on the lyrics are actually wrong. I know the, I know it better by heart than uh <laughs> than, than what they're what they giving. Yeah. Okay, that's why I was like, "What's going on here?" Then I was like, "Okay," because you're reading what they're saying and you're thinking that ain't how it goes. Yeah. Anyway, how now, brown cow? Welcome <laughs> to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search the Black Guy Tips. You can also find us on uh, theblackoutips.com. Join our premium program. We appreciate people that do that. It uh, helps us look good, makes us all have a lot of fun together, and um, everybody's able to listen to the premium stuff and give their reviews and their comments and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The contact information is in the About section of the site, but you can also you know, email us, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about True Blood or you know the show in general or Balls Deep or whatever you want to respond to. Just let us you know. Let us know. Um, the official weapon of the show is a taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. And today's podcast is sponsored, everybody. It's brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. They've got a new audio play album on iTunes called The Carl and Buster Adventures. Carl is in C A R L. I know I have a bit of an accent. And is about the two dumbest ass hitmen ever played by former guests of the show, John Faust and Nathaniel J. Brown. There's a direct link to it on our website. I'll put it on there again for you guys. And, or you can just search iTunes for the name John Fouts or the Call and Buster Adventures. So, uh, make sure you check that out. Always high quality work. Lots of fun working with Dexter. And, you know, people have a good time and I think you'll, you'll enjoy it. Yes, you will. Um, we also have, uh, another sponsor. Little sexier. Let me see if I can find another song. Fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Have you been fantasizing around surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or a dope movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to AdamandEve.com and for a limited time only, you can get 50% off of just about any item. But that's not all. In addition to your 50% off of just about any item, and I still haven't found the item you can't get 50% off of, by the way. Right. Uh, you also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift that is so sensual, we can't even mention it on the radio. Shh. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order 
they are so serious guys you should be taking advantage of this deal every time you get a check you know it's like hey i just got paid time to go to adamandeve.com so go to adamandeve.com today for the special offer how do you get all this free shit put in code tbgwt for the offer code upon checkout and you'll get 50 percent off of just about any item you also get three free dvds a free extra gift i can't tell you about and free shipping so that's code tbgwt at adamandeve.com take care of yourself and take care of your nether regions guys no one else is going to do it for you okay get happy Now, let's talk about things. It's just me and you today, Karen. Yep, just me and you. Plenty of articles and stuff to go through. Lots of stuff happening. You know, I was thinking about the other day, man. Um, I don't know if it's just an adulthood thing or what. What's up? But do you ever feel like life is just one big, long-ass bill? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it's because I handle the financial stuff you know as far as like organizing the money and stuff with us and our bank accounts and all that shit but it just feels like i'm constantly thinking of bills like that's it like you know and it's not even on some like oh like we're not late to pay bills we don't have bad credit or anything crazy like that but it's still like life is just a big ass fucking bill like everything costs money the shit you own costs money like you know what I mean? Like, you buy shit, and the shit is a bill. Oh, we got a car. Cool, it's paid for, uh, as long as nothing goes wrong. Right. And then, you know, you're shelling out $700 for a new whatever the fuck, you know. Hey, uh, the, the car's uh, overheating is, is something, 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 you know. Yeah, life is a, I think people better realize life is a bill. Uh, you cost coming in and you cost going out. When you're born, it's a hospital bill. And when you leave, it's a friend or a home bill or a cremation bill. It's a bill. Yeah. So um, this is a this is one main reason why, for me, um, I try my best to enjoy life. Uh, that's why uh, if I'm going to have a bill, it's some bills I'm just going to motherfucking have because fuck it. If I got to pay, I might as well enjoy myself. Everything in your life can't be so uh stressful that you don't even enjoy life the the small things will pass you by because you're too busy worried about things and sometimes you don't have no motherfucking control over yeah like i we have car insurance Mm -hmm. and uh, the other day i drove into the back of this lady kind of on the side of her car and you know we were at a light she was making a right we were making a right and it's one of those lights where you're coming off the highway, so you can make rights in in North Carolina um, mm-hmm. on red as long as no one's coming. So just yield to the traffic, and then you can go. Well, no traffic was coming, and 99% of the time, people just go ahead and, you know, stop a little bit. Then you make that right and wow. keep rolling. So yes. she started to keep rolling towards the light and make that right. So I, uh, and it was raining, of course. So I'm, I look to my right and see her in front of me, and I see her pulling off. I look to my left. And I'd see there's no traffic. So I start hitting on the gas. Look back to my right. She hasn't gone anywhere. Like she went forward and then stopped. Stop. And I ran right into the back of her back wheel with my front, you know, passenger side, uh, wheel. Um, no major damage, fender bender, but you know, uh, you go file that shit with the, uh, with the, uh, insurance and 
five hundred dollar deductible, dog. Like, right? It's a bill, you know. It's just, you know, and there, you know, you go up, you talk to your insurance people. We have Geico, and they're like, yeah, you know, just turn it in, do this and do that, and uh, they'll give you an estimate and they'll tell you blah blah blah. Uh, no one was hurt in the wreck, by the way. Nobody was hurt. Mm-mm. It was we weren't going fast. It was literally like I was might have been going ten miles an hour. Like, and by 10 miles an hour, I mean, like, I hit the gas and it was like, clink. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, and she was nice, you know, although I do have the, you know, I'm a black dude. So I always have right. the, please don't be racist or scared right. or, you know, cause I do worry about that shit where somebody will be so scared. It's like, I'm not getting out of my car. It's like, well, I, obviously my plan wasn't to wreck you. Like this would be a dumbass crime. It, to wreck my car my nicer car that is nicer than yours and like hurt you or anything man I'm like you know so i worried about that but you know i feel like that's my own self-consciousness and no. insecurity kicking in and, and me too i remember um i got no oh, oh first finish do i want to talk about one time about me okay so um then um i get out the car um tell the lady like hey you know can we pull over to a parking lot or something because i don't think it's safe for us to sit here right at this uh off ramp basically for the highway right. you know someone's gonna hit us or something right she's like okay you know we pull in and she's you know pretty nice she took care of her business on her side talking to her her insurance people i talked to mine and um you know on the back of your insurance card which i we keep in the car it tells you like the stru- the instructions for when you get in a wreck and i used the geico app to report the claim which was cool like mm-hmm. sucks that that you know <laughs> like it's Nothing feels good when you get in a wreck, but it's still, but it was one of those moments where I'm like, oh man, this is a neat way to do this. I got all the information, just send it right into the claim thing and it was fine. Right. You know? And and I think the biggest reason why they do it, because you can actually take pictures right then. There's no waiting. Yeah. There's no delay. There's no people adding extra damage, you know? Right. Yeah. I took pictures. Yeah. Cause you send the pictures too with the report, right. uh, which is really neat. It's just really neat. Like, I hope you never have to use the app, but mm-hmm. it's such an easy way to report yeah, this, especially if you're not going to call the cops. No one's injured and, you know, no one's arguing. And, and, you know, they tell you on the back, just don't admit fault. Just, right. you know, tell us what happened. Don't, don't, you know, tell anybody my bad or whatever. But it was my fault. I knew it was my fault. I was just like, my bad, you know. She was like, you know what? It happens, blah, blah, blah. And it's okay. No one's hurt. I'm not going to tell anybody i'm heard and all this stuff and i was like well i'm glad it was a nice person you know um one of the great best things about living down south you know um so yeah you, anyway so you know i'm talking to geico or whatever on the phone they're like okay you want to get the car repaired i'm like of course you know i i do want to get it repaired it's kind of superficial damage but you know it's the kind of damage that if you were going to sell your car it makes it not as valuable um you know, and it's, you know, damage that's enough where, you know, uh, $1,500 probably to fix it or something like that. So I, uh, I'm i like, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and use our insurance that we got it for. We have collision insurance, so we're covered on that. But you got that $500 deductible, and right. it's a bill. So it's like, you know, we have all kinds of other bills and shit to pay. And so I'm talking to the person, they're like, yeah, uh, take it to this shop and you do this and they'll get, we'll get you a rental car and we'll do this and we'll do that. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool. Um, and they're like, yeah. And I was like, well, they're like, you have any questions for me? I was like, yeah. Um, when do I pay the deductible? Right. And they were like, uh, when you go pick your car up when it's fixed. So you get a couple of weeks. I was like, okay. So basically 
everybody gets in the wreck has a couple of weeks to come up with 500 extra dollars to whatever their bills are and shit that they're paying already you know so it's like all right um you know it but it's funny because when i go to the shop um well first of all go ahead talk about you can talk about that wreck thing you want to talk about whatever it was oh yeah because uh most of the time i'm the one getting in the wrecks right um most of the time like it i've totaled like my old car and Roger's old car. I don't know why. I'm, for some reason, I just get, I think a cloak, like an invisible cloak, cloaks over my car for some reason. And people are like, oh, she ain't there. Oh, shit, there she is. And boom, that's the wreck. Mm-hmm. A lot of times because um, uh, on my way to work, I actually got a wreck coming to work and from work. But one day I was on my way uh, from work. And the way the lanes are, they had like the dotted lines, but they were all dotted lines. And there was no separation between like the the left side and the right side. But most people that live in this area know know how it's divided up. Mm-hmm. And the middle lane is basically for people to want to make like pointless U turns and shit like that. So what happened was that this person was on the right side of me and I was going down, and they just decided to randomly make a U turn with me on their left side. So they basically U turned, and so me and them both turning into oncoming traffic in opposite direction because they just decided to make a random U-turn. Mm-hmm. And whenever they made this U-turn, um, I was by myself. I think I called you. I was by myself. And I just sat in the car. I didn't get out. I didn't speak to nobody. I didn't say nothing to nobody. And within minutes, uh, the person that hit me, it was about six, seven, eight people around them. Um, and they were talking to each other, taking pictures. They didn't come to me and I didn't come to them. And it was one of those things where I was sitting there like, is it going to be a problem? Is it going to be an issue? I'm by myself. I'm a black woman. It's these bunch of white folks. Like, like, I, like, so I understand what you're saying. That's immediately where my mind go. Are we going to have problems? Is somebody going to, because, because a lot of times people are not reasonable when it, when wrecks happen. And a lot of people are very angry. Right. They'll lash at you. They'll try to whoop your ass and shit like that. And a lot of people feel invincibles in their, invincible in their car. Right. And you know you driven with crazy drivers. Sometimes you're like, man, you're way too much on ten right now. Like, right. you know, and it's like I don't know what you think, but you know, if you do get into a wreck, that's not the time to get out and have a fucking fist fight. Like, no. there's actual legal um, repercussions to that shit, but not right. also. There's already something in place that we need to do to take care of all this stuff. Like, you have insurance for a reason. The cops are here for a reason. We. You know, but yeah, you're right. Every time something like that happens, I worry that it's going to be like, you know, I'm going to fuck you up, man. Didn't you see me or vice versa? No matter who's in the right or wrong. You know, I was in the car before where a person pulled a gun out. They cut me off in traffic. I looked over to the left without making any gestures or anything. I'm sure my face was like, you know, what the fuck, you know, and that person just flashed a gun at me. And I was like, okay, like what? I definitely didn't want to get shot today over you cutting me off. So right, right of way is yours. You can take the right of way with the gun. I, you know, I'll never see you again in my life. But yeah, it, you know, weird shit like that. So, um, but here's what's funny though about the bill thing is, um, like, uh, and, and then obviously Karen got out of that situation okay, and you know everybody was fine. Yeah, yeah. So, so it wasn't a, a problem or anything yeah. like that. But I understand how you feel and. 
uh and i guess for me anytime i'm in a wreck i always call the police i don't i because and, my, and i guess my biggest thing about calling the police is that i don't want no issues i don't want no problems i want an official report i don't want your word i i, I want somebody with documentation because whenever <clears throat> whenever i had my last wreck about a year year and a half ago the dude flat lied Mm-hmm. The, the dude lied. And if it was not for the, the police cameras. report and the cameras and shit like that, I probably would have been at fault. Right. So I, my thing is I don't care. Or, or even worse, what they do now, a lot of times they wash their hands up and they're just like, oh, it's 50-50. Right. 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 And, that's, and, that's, and that's the thing. It, it was one of those things where uh, – and even the uh, um, the lady who was my agent was like, Hey, did you admit fault? I was like, I didn't speak to him. I didn't say a word to him. I didn't say anything to him. Only person I talked to was the police officer when he asked me what happened. And I talked to the EMS people and they spoke to him first. And they was like, what hospital do you want to go to? And I made sure my black ass went to the opposite hospital purposely right. because I was like, I'm by myself. I don't know if your family going to show up and motherfuckers come on 10 because an accident has happened. And who knows who they're going to believe or what's going to happen. And I don't want you coming over there threatening me, fighting me, boxing me out in the goddamn hospital. So I was, you know, until somebody got there. So I was like, nope, wherever you go, I'm going. I don't care how much I got to pay for you to go out your way. I am not going to be in the hospital with this person because i think my fear is that a lot of people aren't reasonable and rational when it comes to accidents yeah i mean i I guess in general people must be more rational than we give them credit for because i mean it's not like every time there's a wreck someone gets beat the fuck up or something like that i mean but it just feels like in that situation you're just hoping the other person is cool because you know i'm a pretty cool person even with it being my fault i was like hey i don't want a problem let's just work this out Anyway, so what's funny is I go to the uh, repair place, the body shop, and I turn my car in, and they do make it as smooth a process as they can. But, you know, everybody's trying to make small talk. You know, five people introduced themselves to me, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, shout out to Geico, man. I mean, it was – if I'm going to get in a wreck, you know, I'd rather five people show up and be nice and introduce me then introduce themselves to me and give me updates and – they call right. they call now they call you every day and give you an update on your car which is something that is pretty cool you know I last time I don't think uh we got that same treatment Mm-mm. from our old place but no and they they called me and I don't even got the call to let the lady from uh Enterprise she was like my phone rang and I looked I said hello she was like hey this is such and such for Enterprise is everything okay with the car I was like Every, everything's all right um we're happy with the car she was like well um call me and let me know if you have any problems or anything i was like okay i do that's why i asked you i was like, but did they call you because they no. called me and i, I gave them my, i gave them my number but i don't think they look they just called the number on the insurance account so um ah, okay so the thing is like you know they call like well i go up there and you know i get out my car and uh you know i'm just like you know i hope there's no bullshit you know i already got a 500 bill that's coming in a couple weeks right. now whenever this gets fixed and, you know, they come out, they look at it, they, like, mark your car up and show you exactly where it's it, they're going to repair and, you know, let you know stuff. And that's cool. I, I enjoy all of that stuff. It was – I like knowing exactly what I'm getting, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're like, what about this uh, part of your mirror? Was that scratched up? I'm like, no, that wasn't scratched up before the wreck or, you know, whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so they're like, all right, cool, we're going to fix it all, and, uh, to, you know, no problem. We'll give you an estimate later. You know, let's go rent. Here's here's how you can rent your car. You know, the reno's all taken care of, and then they, then he's like, unless you want, uh, ex- you know, coverage for the car. And I was like, what does that mean? 
It's like, well, it's coverage. They'll, they'll explain to you. I'm like, all right. So I go rent, go to rent the car, and all of a sudden they're like, uh, well, do you want coverage for the car? I mean, I'm assuming you'll get that. That's a extra thirty dollars a day or something. I was like, why? Why would I do that? Like, yeah. what? What is it? Yeah, we got insurance. A lot of times they do that. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time, your own insurance is sufficient. Right. To cover the cost, but a lot of times they'll be like, well, hey, do you want our insurance on top of that? Yeah, and that's what it was, their insurance mm-hmm. on top of it. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I want that. Then they were like, well, we'll take off the keys and the tires because we insured the keys and the tires, and that'll bring it down to, like, say, $12 a day or $15 a day. I was like, but, you know, like, why, like, one, why didn't you start with that? Well, who? Right. Like, I don't give a fuck about y'all's tires and y'all's keys. Right, because I'll return this shit back in a few yeah, days. like, I'm not planning on, what do you think I'm going to be doing? Um, But, the you know, not, like, I'm wondering if I should have even got the insurance at all because I did end up getting, like, the $15 a day or whatever. But you just knew it would be something. Like, they're never just going to give you the car and just be like, that was it. It's always like, oh, then we need to charge a card every day for the shit. And you're like, well, right. shouldn't you be charging insurance people every day for the car? But, um. You know, I, I didn't even think about it, but Justin said, like, uh, you can't pay your deductible twice, so I need to look into that and see if I even need this fucking insurance. But it's just another bill. Like, mm-hmm. like it was so funny. I wasn't even, like, mad or surprised. Mm-hmm. Like, I just was like, yeah, of course. You can't yeah. just, of course you can't just get the keys and go to the car and be okay. All right. You know, they're going to scare, and they scare the shit out of you. It's like, you just right. got in a wreck. So it's like, well, you know, if anything happens, I mean, a scratch uh if someone like you know uh if 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 you like chip the mirror by just walking by and i'm like in my mind i start thinking like well maybe i could scratch the car by accident or no. like, what what if what if it's a scratch <laughs> what if it's a scratch on there right now and i just didn't notice it and uh now i gotta pay this bill because you know i gotta pay 500 dollars because it was a scratch you right know? and it's dumb because like i said you already have insurance and they know this so why would i pay you to insure a car when I'm already renting a car uh, because of my insurance is paying for everything. A lot of times it's a way to get um extra money out of you. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just one of those things where it it's just very frustrating because it's it's a lot of it is just a big scam. And I know that from like um uh, my mom and them used to rent cars a lot when I was small. And they would never take the insurance. And as I got older, I began asking why. They was like, honey, your insurance is sufficient. You ain't paying insurance on top of insurance. I was like, yeah. oh, that's why. She said, but they're going to always ask you that. And I've always remembered that, and I've always declined. Yeah. I, only thing I was happy about is I guess they didn't have any other cars cleaned except for this Volkswagen. So they weren't even trying to be like, what do you want a uh, Lexus or whatever? Because that's what they normally do. It's like, ah. would you like to get a a, a a Range Rover? It's like, why the fuck would I do that? Right. You know, like I, I'll take the kind of like just the same small car that I had when I brought up here, something of that type. I don't. I'm not going to try to ball for a weekend. <laughs> like this. Right. Like I'm already. You just said I'm coming out of five hundred dollars for this deductible. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, man, that was just a crazy situation. And like you know, it's just. Everything always feels like a bill, man. Like everything you do is just like up, oh, and that's gonna cost you some money too, motherfucker. So right, and so that's why if it's gonna cost me some money too, motherfucker, I'd rather go to the movies. Mm-hmm. I'd rather get an Xbox One. I'd rather get a video game I want by comic books. Like you're gonna spend this money anyway, so you might as well enjoy it on things that you like and love, in addition to what you have to pay. Yep. And, you know, they scare you into that insurance, so. Yeah, they do now. Come up there with another bill on the rental. You yeah, know. that, uh, whatchamacallit was neat, though, that radio. 
Oh yeah, well that is one thing about rental cars that I like is that it's normally like top of the line, newest shit. Like the 2015. And, uh, you know, we, we, Karen and I, we typically keep our cars older. Like this is the newest car we ever had, but, um, you know, we rented the car and, um, you can, it has a Bluetooth radio. Like, you know, in all our other cars, you kind of have to hook it up mm-hmm. to, you have to hook your iPhone up to the stereo or whatever. Yes. This joint, man, you just get in there. I want to, I want to listen to a podcast, hit play and just, Start riding down the street, man. It's, it's pretty dope. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that that kind of stuff is cool. Yeah, I can't wait till you go to the rental. They'll be like, oh, we got the newest shit. It flies. Right. Yeah, the <laughs> rental shit is always dope. Right. It's like you go to the 80 miles an hour, it time travels. Be careful. Um. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's talk about all kinds of stuff, guys. All right. We got all kinds of articles here. Let's get into it. This one caused a lot of waves. I almost put it in my fucking with black people but i decided not to like <laughs> you know because uh, it was just one of those times where you're like it's i'm like sometimes i am sad when i'm right you know what i mean oh. where it's like fuck man i wish i would have been wrong about this and it's one of those times man um apparently someone wrote an article on this uh website for harriet.com and it's called why i will not march for eric garner uh, I guess her name is Kimberly Foster. Um, and, uh, you know, she basically goes in to talk about why, you know, black men don't support a black feminist or black women enough for her taste. And she only has enough energy to put towards this thing. And it's just kind of like a sad state of affairs to even write something like this. Yes. And, and my biggest thing, and I've always said this, people make tragedies about motherfucking them. Mm hmm. You made this tragedy about this man dying about you. So uh, she writes, I can't breathe, you know, quote uh, that he was saying. I held, my, I held my breath as I watched Eric Garner's pleas for mercy. I didn't make it to the part where he suffocated hands behind his back, face down on the sidewalk, the familiarity stings. I knew the ending. The images of murdered black men haunt my thoughts. Well, looking at Eric Garner's lifeless body, I don't have to imagine that he is my brother or my father to recognize the injustice in his suffering. My heart aches for the family he will never return to. And if the justice we speak of routinely is more than a figment of our imaginations, I pray it comes swiftly to Mr. Garner's family. But if the NYPD or the city of New York fail to act, I will not march for Eric Garner. I will not rally for him because I am reserving my mental and emotional energy for the women, the black women, no one will speak for. So already there's like false ultimatum. Right. Very biased article. Like you have to pick um, who who, who you'll march for. Um, You have to pick who you dedicate your time to. Right. It's got to be one or the other. Um, And, you know, this idea, no one speaks for women. No no, nobody talks for black women at all. There's no voice. And, you know, I, I, I see black women talking for themselves a lot, you know. Right. Uh, you follow the right women. You see, you know, not just uh, and not just on Twitter. I mean, like they organize, they do things, you know, right. they're, they're doing uh, black girls rock. They're doing, yes. uh, you know, black girls code, you know, right. they're, 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 you know, it's not like uh, one of the great things about the Internet is that there's no more of a barrier 
for you to find an audience if you want to. Right. You know, if you worship at the feet of these, you know, major media establishment, then maybe you will feel some sort of disenfranchisement because you're like, oh, my shit didn't get on CNN or Time. But in general, there's nothing stopping you from developing a platform where people will click because they want to hear what your opinion is. Right. So she says, while the effectiveness of social media is spreading Gardner's story, uh, in spreading Gardner's story heartens me, I cannot refrain from comparing the empathy shown to him, particularly black, black, black men, to that which is heartbreakingly absent when black women attempt to discuss the everyday terrors they experience both in the world and at their hands. Watching black men show up for Garner after seeing so many derailed conversations about black women's well-being leaves me with little more than a sinking feeling of despair upon recognition that the understanding so many of us crave will not come. Now, this is part of the reason I don't like to get into too many of these um, conversations around hashtags and shit. Right. Because I feel like this makes you start to believe that a vocal minority represents everybody. Yes. Um, when most of the time, the kind of person that is reasonable is not fucking around on that hashtag to troll feminists. Right. They're not representing all black men. No. And the ones that say they do, um, are, are pretty much dismissed by most, uh, of your rational sane people. Mm-hmm. But it just feels bigger than it is, you know? So, it's not like these guys have these major platforms or something like they're not these aren't people that are on um your national radio these aren't people that are you know these this this isn't somebody that's like oh you know you can catch him on msnbc on the weekends like it's normally some dude that's trolling black women that's what he does for a living right uh they find you know black feminists and try to take them down a peg every day mm-hmm. and then that debate that that controversy creates its own like momentum and it keeps them getting clicks. It keeps them getting attention. It keeps people in their mentions and that's what they're in it for. Well, there's no way that a sane person can really compete with that. Right. Cause I'm, you know, I, if I say I'm not going to tweet the hashtag about Renisha McBride a hundred times. Cause I'm saying I'm, you know, I, the, I'm going to be like, Yo, this, you know, this is fucked up. I hope she gets justice. I'm tired of this, blah, 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 blah. Then I'm done. Mm-hmm. The kind of dude that trolls is actually waiting for every black woman, black man, anybody to say something on that hashtag. Right. And then they're trolling them all day. And they're trying to start a fight with you. Mm-hmm. And I think if you get into that fight enough, then it's just like, this is what black men are to you now. A bunch of niggas that fight you on the internet. Regard- and then... All the other black men are a bunch of niggas that just don't care. They don't even want to help me in my fight. You know, every day I wake up and fight these dudes. And where are y'all at? It's like trying to survive, trying to do whatever you want to do. Like, and vice versa, that too. You know, like I, whenever, um, I have, uh, something that involves us or the show or when I talk about Michael Sam, I don't expect black women to have my back. Like, I don't even think that's a, a thing like you know what i'm like it never crossed my mind like i know this sister you ain't have nothing to say when i was talking about michael Sinton. like it's that reciprocation that people are looking for mm-hmm. i i just don't know that it's i just don't know it's a good thing to be looking for just because i don't think that it's um i don't think that's why you should do anything you know i don't like i don't like whenever i do talk about something like um for example if i was talking about 
yes all women or something i don't do that expecting the next thing i talk about all the people that agree with me on yes all women to be like see rod you the best and i agree with you and I, i'm gonna fight this battle with you it's okay you don't have to and then no. when people do it's even better because it's more organic you know so like hmm. if pia glenn tries to talk to smart coco about something in a reasonable fashion it's kind of like oh man that's really cool of her but it's not expected. It's no. not like if she didn't do it, I would be like, man, fuck that. I can't believe she, you know, didn't do anything that day, no. you know? And I feel like that's how Twitter is for a lot of people. Right. That, the latter, where it's like, I can't believe y'all let me down today. That's why I don't fuck with y'all. Well, and they're not even, my name ain't been paying you no attention. Yeah. And it's just like, it's this gender war shit. And I think people are just so like, yeah, in pain and like their own personal and, private experiences mm-hmm. with like sex sexuality right the men they've come in contact with uh the men that they f- argue with on twitter and shit mm-hmm. um the trolls and i feel like everything is just like this big ass fight every morning and, right. and it's like you know eventually it does kind of poison you yeah yeah i and I, I i think that and i don't follow these people but there mm-hmm. are there are a lot of people when they get up in the morning, their first thing is to go on, men and women both, is to go on Twitter and immediately talk shit about the opposite sex. I've seen it before. Yeah. I've seen it where uh, dudes all up and down my timeline will be like, fuck bitches. Bitches ain't, bitches ain't shit. All these hoes do this. All these hoes do that. And then you have women. Niggas ain't shit. Niggas do this. Pointless baby daddy. You know, my mm. baby mama ain't shit. And I, ha- I don't follow them because I'm like... A, those are the people that normally tweet the most, and I don't need 5,000 of your tweets flooding my timeline about some bullshit that I don't care about. I don't get into the war of the sexes. I'm about what's right and the justice for all, regardless of sex, regardless of creed, color, or religion. That's what I'm about. I'm not about men versus women. Now, if it's a women's issue and it's not right, I'll speak up. If it's a men's issue and it's not right, I'll speak up. But I'm not about picking sides. Yeah, it was, well, it's, it's also weird because I think a lot of these dudes that do it, it's almost like the kids that pull a girl's hair in grade school. Right. It's like, oh, I like her. I'm going to punch her in the arm. Because they don't know a better way. They're not emotionally mature enough to actually sit down and have a conversation. Um, and then there's also, man, like a lot of deep-seated anger and angst. Uh, a lot of it, I think, comes from the fact that, you know, People aren't seeing good examples of relationships between men and women in their lives when they're children. Right. And they're using that to, to pour, it's, it like turns them against just the idea in general. And there's a distrust of, of other gender, genders, uh, as you grow up, you know, and it, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, some of these people, I'm just like, you're a grown ass person. Right. It's time to let that go. You know what I mean? Like, it, like, it's, you're like, I, and I'm not one of those people, I don't see gender or there's no such thing as a gender act or uh, gender thing. It's only right or wrong. No, I'll, if I see shit, I'll call it out when I see it. But Right, regardless of who does but it. But some of this shit is really that petty. Like where people right. are like, um, I'm I'm going to be on the other side of this because black women are on it. Right. Or I'm going to be on the other side of this because I don't like black dudes, you know, the dudes on the internet are mm-hmm. trolls mm-hmm. and that represents black men to me. So... You know, and it feels weird to be like, I'm an activist, but I'm withholding my activism for this cause, which I do think is worthy, but I don't like 
the fights I get into with some of these men. So I, they need to pay, you know, and this is how I make them pay by being like, I, this dude died and I refuse. If so, if he doesn't get justice, I refuse to care. Right. And, and, and I guess to me, I guess my definition of, of activism, I don't know if it's old school or just people have changed because my thing, if you're fighting for justice, this is just me. You need to be fighting for justice for all. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of these things where this is not right. And so why would you go and say, well, I would fight for you, but because I don't like this over here, I'm not going to fight. Well, it's- you know, what's funny. I think most people understand the sentiment because there's issues everybody has to take a break from. It's just natural. Right. No one can do everything. No. But it's when you advertise it as like spite. Like, right. I'm I'm not going to support you because I, you don't deserve it because I got into arguments with some of y'all. And, you know, um, I think a huge part of this is that, you know, that social media aspect. Mm-hmm. A lot of people more concentrating on that social, the social status, the friendships, the networking more than anything else. And, you know, my biggest turn off towards a lot of social media activism is when it becomes about the social media part, the right. how many people can I get to sign up for this? How what how does this make me look among my peers? What right. you know, am I going to get to go on MSNBC? Am I going to get to write for a publication? If that's the extent of, you know, where you want to take your thing, where it's just a brand. I, you know, it, to, to me, typically when I get that feeling, I just opt out like, oh, OK, right, this right. is more about you. you know? Right. And, and it's less about the activism. It's more about I'm going to make this about me. And if something comes up that's convenient that I could talk about, that people will look my direction, I'll talk about that. But if there's something else that, you know, might need my attention, but it's not as big or people don't know about it or I don't think it's as important or it won't get me the shine that I need, I will opt out of that. Yeah, and there's so much hurt. I mean, there's people. Right. I mean, this conversation on my timeline, like I refuse to participate in it because it devolved into why black men don't love black women or support white women more than black women or what. Like it was just so fucking like a dude died so you could make your think piece about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it didn't feel genuine, genuine, like, okay, this person died and let's really mourn this and think about what this means. It was more like this person died. Nah, 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 boo, boo. I'm not going to help you guys. If anything happens, you know, it, it almost felt like, are you wishing? I know you say you're not, but are you really wishing that he doesn't get justice and people walk free and then they all turn to you and go, please march with us. And you go, no, fuck you. You know, some of y'all argued with me on Twitter and now I'm not, you know, that represents all of y'all to me. Um, so she says, while the effectiveness of social media, okay, um, watching black men show up for Garner and seeing, uh, yeah, after they derailed conversations about black women's well-being, which I think is based on the street harassment thing, which right. I saw get testy. I've seen dudes try to make these arguments about it and against it. I don't understand what the fuck they're doing. You know, I've spoken about it on my timeline, my Twitter, but I don't think I count to people like this, you know, like right. when anytime a, a dude says like, yo, I, I don't do street harassment and I'm not cool with it. We don't count. The only way that we count would be like, 
is if you like run say i ran up to a group of men harassing a woman smacked them all and said shame on you and then they yes. said i learned my lesson and they all went home and went to sleep right. and me and just Jackson tracked them down yeah they went to school the next day they all got straight a's and graduated like <laughs> they became somebody yeah like i like i like i feel like if you do anything less than that or like you're you're, you're like i don't think we count is people like just mm-hmm. people that are in the middle that are like i sympathize and i understand i don't know what to do either but you know, I I agree. It's very uncomfortable, and right. I hate I hate that it happens, and I wish it didn't. You know, it, anything other than that, you're like you're not heard. And then the people that end up being heard and being quote unquote the representatives of black men are all the people that are like black feminists just dividing the black the black race with the and it's like, but that dude is like you can't listen to that dude or if you do just don't make the mistake of being like this is all black men because we're not all like that like you know i don't know the exact numbers but that 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 dude cannot be those kind of guys cannot be the representative of the of black people in all instances you know and just like i don't think people should define black feminists by man bashing man hating right blah, like i like don't y'all like don't they hate being marginalized like that so like why mm-hmm. turn around and flip it because then you end up with these arguments about these extremes that i think most people don't fit in and and we're never going to be rid of the extremes like mm-hmm. we're never going to get rid of the people who probably have legit mental issues yes and they're using these mediums to voice those issues and they will never be solved. You know what I mean? Like if uh, somebody says, uh, you know, I hate black women, white women are the best. Nothing I can say, nothing you can say will ever make that person not be crazy. You like, they're going to always promote discord wherever they go. It's why they are vocal about it. It's why they wake up in the morning. It's why they find you and single you out and want to argue with you all day and not a million people telling them stop doing this will stop because they feed off that. They want the attention. Like they like it's, it's a sick cycle because in a way it's almost how much black men and women need each other is that some people subconsciously, in my opinion, have devised a way to get that attention by being negative Mm -hmm. and they need it. Like the worst thing that could ever happen is if black women stop paying attention to some of these dudes. Cause they say this inflammatory shit cause they know it will stoke black women's passions and get a response. Right. You know? Um, so anyway, um, she says in recent weeks, uh, black women have launched campaigns to ensure that they can exist in public without experience harassment and have presidential endorsement of policy that addresses our specific needs. That was another thing, um, and the president doubled down on it, which I was kind of happy about, but he, uh, has a program that's specifically targeting minority men, uh, boys in general, mm-hmm. uh, to try to like, you know, help them. They're behind their education mm-hmm. and they're trying to help them, um, get better educated so they can get better jobs. Uh, a lot of people don't mention this when they talk about this, but black men also marry, uh, black women at the highest rate. So yeah. it still benefits us as a like society, men and women, you know, by pushing the people that are furthest behind in this category it just happens to be black men mm-hmm. that are the furthest behind in education. So, but, but I remember that became a gender. It was like, why the president didn't make one for black women. It's like, 
well actually he has done some things um specifically for black women but it doesn't get as much public publicity right. doesn't get covered as much but he's nope. already started like a um um he had already started like a panel and to discuss all the stuff and um and even when i saw people pointing it out on twitter two people like here's where you can find what exactly what he did you just need to google search it they not it wasn't that. enough to they were like no fuck they didn't even know about this keep in mind but even when they found out they were like nope i already wrote my article so fuck him and it's not enough and it's just it's just, just like man we just gotta fight again it's gotta be black women versus black men every day for some people man um, yeah for some people and, and i think that also the biggest thing is that the saddest part about it is that most People know nothing about this man. How do you not know this man didn't love his wife? He didn't love black women. Well, it's not even about this man at this point, Cam. Yeah, yeah, the article is about it, her. it hasn't been about him from the jump. He was just right. a jumping off point to go, I've been arguing with motherfuckers on Twitter, and now let me tell you why I'm not going to support any of y'all because of these niggas. Um, so, yeah, uh, that addressed our specific needs. Um, and though these petitions seem common sense to me, black women's mere desire to take up space is met with pushback. And then we are caught in a cycle of perpetually, perpetually asserting our humanity. Um, yeah, I mean, they do get pushback from a lot of these troll ass niggas, but for, for like the one about the president, presidential policy, that a lot of that pushback came from black feminists. Other black women that were like, no, if you educate yourself, it's actually not as simple as you're saying. Right. And, and they was like, nope, you pushing back against the black woman. It's like, all right, man. All right. Yeah, it's not as clean cut as you make it sound. These conversations do not only happen online. I myself have spent hours trying to explain to otherwise thoughtful, intelligent men why wearing, why wearing a tight dress is not sending an invitation to harassment. I resign, I resign the conversations only when I know that no amount of emphatic gestures or desperate articulations will bridge the gap to comprehension. Yeah, I mean, well, First of all, everything that happens online representative of something offline. Yes, it is. All like I hate when people say that the internet's not real. All oh. these people are real people somewhere. Yes, they are, and a lot of and those thoughts are real thoughts. Yeah, um, I found like I, you know, I've been talking about Michael Sam the last couple of days, and um, yeah, like anytime I bring him up at all, I get people that, you know, some people I know offline that just. They, they they lose their intelligence and it does suck and i guarantee I, when i talk about street harassment when i talk about rape culture same thing i i'm i'm always routinely surprised by people that i well i, I would say thought were intelligent but that's that's kind of a size that's not really true but people that seem reasonable at other topics right that can't carry their reason onto another topic um and it happens you know all the time that you see these people and to me, I lose respect for them. I let them know exactly what I think of them to their face. Like, I'm not going to couch it because you refuse to use logic once we get to something that you don't, you know, you don't like. So, uh, yeah, I definitely understand her frustration there. And I do believe her. It absolutely happens offline. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think anyone should try to, like, take that point away from her because, mm -mm. you know, we've all had these conversations with people where you're like, wow, this is some ignorant-ass Twitter shit, it sounds like, but it's happening right in my face. Right. I found the will to dominate, to be impenetrable, to appeal to appeals for uh, compassion, as was painfully clear in the widely circulated video of Eric Garner's death. 
Too many fail to recognize that the violence, psychological, verbal, and physical that we direct towards each other in our communal spaces reflects the violence enacted upon our bodies and minds by larger dominating structures. Thus, there's an inability by many black men to acknowledge that black women, too, have a right to move through the world without fear, that a woman should not have to avert her eyes and quicken her pace when she encounters men in public spaces. Uh, yeah, I agree. You shouldn't have to. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, when I see these dudes fight back on it, I'm always like, that's, you know, fucked up. And, mm-hmm. uh, but it's the same niggas, man. They keep getting space. Like, right. and the thing is, it's not like, I think people for keep, I think what I'm, what I don't like is that I think people feel like we quote unquote black men are supporting and promoting these people and giving them spaces. And and it's just not true. Mm-mm. It's just not true. Like we have not all had a meeting and decided that we're going to do this. Some of these are some troll ass niggas, and a lot of the space they get is from the arguments with yes. people that have bigger and better platforms, but keep stooping to their level for the material. In some cases, I think where it's like, you know, um, you know, people say something fucked up to you, and it's like, all right, I gotta, I've got to write about this, blog about this, podcast about this, because mm-hmm. it does give you material to do what you do yes, it does. and f- combat the ignorance, but it also helps them become bigger in their platforms and shit to a certain extent, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's amazing how many people I did not know of and would have never known of if people didn't argue with them every day. Right, because I'd be like, why they reach? who is this person? Yeah, when it comes to, like, Shabi, he's literally, uh, you know, a nobody if there's not a pushback against him. Right. The pushback made him somebody. Yes, it did. And he knows it because he goes on every day waiting, hoping to get that next hit. Like, well, women, you need to let your man look in your purse. Click, 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 follow, follow, like, like, retweet, mm-hmm. click, click, click. Like, he, and turn your haters into your motivators. And people just help him along the way, even though they think they're fighting some type of good fight. But no one's being educated. The kind mm-hmm. of people that are supporting him love that shit and they mm. think it actually validates him i and i don't have a good solution i'm not one of those people that tells well you need to ignore everything because mm-hmm. i don't ignore everything but just recognize that it's it's helping i remember when um greg and abe talked shit about us on their podcast and i was like yeah let's get them as many views as possible because like n- i know people are gonna listen to it they're not gonna agree they're gonna find what they say to be delusional or reprehensible and it won't last like no one's gonna stay with them they it'll just be Look at this! What happened to these niggas that one time, and that's it. And then we never talked about their ass again. That you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the thing that's missing from this is this like, if if you do have a problem with someone like seeking out feminists and fighting them all the time, like just recognize fighting them every day is helping them. Like it is. They 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 do like this, and then it's oh, yeah. and it's and and sadly, I think it's hurting the the people involved in this because they're starting to think that this is this is us and about us i mean black men and this is not us no it is not you know this is not the totality of us is what i'm trying to say like you know people do have issues around gender sex class sexual orientation but i don't think this is the rep- representative of most of 
black men. No, it's not. And then the thing about it is that people that say that just like just like all black women don't want to be looked at as as a whole. Black men don't want to be looked at as a whole. Just like all women want to be looked at as individuals, men want to be looked at as individuals too. And it's just one of those things where every group is looking at the other group as a totality versus looking at them as individual people. Right, because I, I, the thing is, and I'm sure this will be happening some other time later on, but when when this article is written the opposite way about why black women and black feminists are the worst, I'm always quick to be like, no. And that's wrong because right. there's too many. You know, we've had the discussion on the show where, you know, I argue with Chill Todd's blue in the face. Like you can't just group all these people under the guise of feminist and then be against them. Like, right. Too much <laughs> progress and good shit has happened under the word feminism involving black people and black women that we can't we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm. Like. It's not there, all there's some bad. extreme this right. there's some extreme to every cause and it feels like it, it, when I read this I was like I feel like she's defining black men by the extreme. Right. And you know I don't know what to do about it. I don't know if there's anything you can do cuz you know it's like if I even if she were to talk to someone um that is trying to be reasonable I feel like she would write it off as well you're one of the good ones but you don't you know, count. Right right back to black men kind of ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, too many, uh, let's see. Uh, okay, uh, but we are told that unless we are murdered or raped, we are not truly in distress because black women's bodies are instruments upon which black men can play out their fantasies of domination without reprisal, but the illusion of power crumbles when black men face the police state. Um, well see, that's the thing. This is, so clearly this is about street harassment. Because it wasn't about murder or rape. This they people have been arguing about the street harassment shit mm-hmm. for a, at least a few weeks. Right. Like it, as far as it becoming a mainstream thing since Feminist Jones did the U O K sis thing, it's really brought the topic to I think ahead mm-hmm. for a lot of people, and people are more interested in talking about it than ever. Right. And yeah, a lot of people either don't have the capacity to understand, or they lack the empathy, or more more the worst, they they want to fight. You know, and you see these people and they're getting off on it, man. Like it's, it's like they're, they're tweet harassing women about street harassment. You know what I mean? They are. Yeah, they are. Black people, both men and women experience coercive, violent, and off. Oh, and she's right. I've seen these people say this to black women like, oh, well, if you want to get a law against street harassment, what's going to happen to black men? Police going to show up and kill us. It's like, not if you're not street harassing, no. Right. Like, it's one of those things where, um, in my opinion, I'm completely fine with women calling the police on dudes that street harass, even though I fucking don't trust the police. Because, honestly, if that's what it takes for our women to be not fearful walking down the street, right. then that's just what the fuck it's got to take, man. Sorry. I, right. I, and, 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 and it's not even on some feminist shit. It's yeah. actually... Uh, kind of on some, uh, sadly, um, to, to some people, I'm sure, uh, some masculine macho shit. I would much rather take that burden upon myself than for the women of our society had to always be at the brunt of shit. So yeah, I'd rather me get harassed by the cops. The guy doesn't trust the cops and is kind of scared of them. I'd rather me get harassed by the cops than you get harassed by, uh, black men when you're just trying to go check the mail, you know? So I'm completely fine with this. Um, and I think, you know, the people that are pushing back are trying to use that guilt and shit, but 
it's just another angle to get attention right like i i'm I'm secure i don't need your attention so i don't use the hashtag i don't argue with anybody mm-hmm. i don't really need to give my opinion on it because nope. i don't i don't i'm not lacking for your attention but a lot of these niggas right. are lacking for attention they this is how they get it right and a lot of the times they put this shit out there and they don't even believe half the shit they put out there yeah it's funny to them high fives going on right these, these podcasts and doing this shit and these youtube and talking shit like um and it's really weird because i feel like we have trumped so many of these guys spaces with uh, our show and we're just giving our opinion and being honest and being trying to be positive and not just caught up in the how can we say the most controversial thing to get the most people listen but but then you go on twitter you would think that we don't exist compared to some of the attention that these dudes get and i don't but i don't go around blank i'm not going around like why don't black feminists support our show and retweet us every time? Cause that's not why you should do anything. Right. I don't do the show going, we don't get enough retweets from the black community. I'm just like, maybe niggas would rather argue than, you know, listen to us talk about this topic. And, you know? and I'm fine with that and I'm content with that because it's just one of those things where if you're a happy and content with what you're doing, a lot of this, a lot of negativity shit, you'll just let it go by you because you're like, I can't be, stuck in the vacuum of darkness because you can get to the point where you literally can just stay stuck there yeah i mean it's all you know social and it's kind of a game Mm -hmm. it's helping people get their career started it's helping people get attention and get the most clicks and likes and reads and retweets and all this shit so i get it um you know um and that's a selfish element to it and people aren't gonna discuss that because nobody i think people would feel like they're a fraud or they've been exposed if if they came out and was like well yeah i do do this shit because it helps my platform grow and you know if it wasn't helping me i probably would let some of this shit go you know right and and the thing is that you have to keep that up because it's 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 not genuine in my personal opinion because Mm -hmm. you're basically just taking dirt and constantly tossing it and throwing it up in the air and it's just one of those things where a lot of times when you build platforms like that off a lot of that negativity, it will not last because unless you just constantly feed that beast, people will go on and find something else. Yeah. Well, you have to always be on because the second right. you're not, you get exposed and then people are like, I don't like you and you need to get mm-hmm. out of here because you made a mistake right. and all this shit. I mean, it's a high wire act. It's why I don't play it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, not that game. I, I refuse. Um, so, uh, yeah, she also goes on to say, um, um, uh, um, uh, black people, both men and women experience coercive violent, uh, coercive, violent, and often daily interactions with law enforcement. Abuses of the badge draw immediate outrage. In these tragedies, even the men who regularly assault or excuse the assault of black women can see themselves and their fear is most legitimate. Um, we have been conditioned to believe the exploitation of black women's work to be a normal, expected part of our womanhood. Fear of being deemed selfish compels us to act against our self-interest. But that which is good for women is good for all of us. Um, I'm not settling. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I like. I, I feel like she's saying this to specifically these dudes that troll these black women, but instead of saying some or to this group it's black men there's no qualifier you just Mm. you're a black man the likelihood is you participate in all this right i'm not settling for anything less than reciprocity 
If you refuse to hear our calls for help, then I cannot respond to yours. I have no desire as a black woman to be placed on a pedestal, but I will not allow myself to become a footstool. Do not ask me for empathy if you are content to deny it in return. Many women continue to believe that offering unconditional support to the men who dismiss their calls for help will result one day in a return of care as though we they are watering a seed. But I have yet to see the fruit from that tree of hope, and I'm tired of waiting. So I will mourn Eric Gardner, and I will cry bitter, broken tears for him, but that is all I can do. Um, you can find Kim. She's the founder of Fort Harriet. There's a ton of comments. A lot of people were very upset and said that this is just for click bait and all this stuff. Um, you know, like like I said, man, I don't necessarily agree with this shit, man, because it's just kind of sad mm-hmm. to me that anyone would even put pen to paper to come up with something like this. The same way it would be sad to me if some dude wrote why I don't support black feminists, I'd, I'd be right. like, man, that's bullshit. You know, like it's, yes. if, if Renisha, when Renisha McBride died, if some dude would have wrote a similar article about how I would not march for her because not enough black women did some sh- whatever the fuck for me or they, they argued about black feminism is de- divisive and it's hurting a, a, a community. I would really be like, damn, man, I'm disappointed and I don't agree. And that's fucking stupid. Yes. You know, and I, well, I, I, I empathize with her and I respect that, uh, you know, I, I respect like street harassment struggles that black women go through. And I, you know, I think mm-hmm. it's complete bullshit, man. It's just really disheartening to read somebody that's been hurt that bad that it's like, you know, almost like, um, you know, it, it's almost like, I'm just going to use this man's death as a, you know, a way to score a point. Yes, yes, because if you would have just wrote about street harassment and just took him completely off, your article wouldn't have got as much traction or attention. Yeah, so, I, you know, I don't even, and, and you know, I I just, I, I mean, you see the gender war shit, you see it on Twitter, mm-hmm. you see it in real life, and I don't know how you fix it, honestly. Uh, I don't know what can be done, because... Like, it seems like people see everything this way, you know. And it's, it's black and white. And black life. women this, black white black men that, like, men versus women, every, you know, every fucking day in every single topic. It's like, wow, like, just how, how, how did y'all get this hurt? You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. that's the first thing you think of when some... When when this dude when I saw the video of this dude I, dying I was like this is just sad right when I, you know when I read the article about Renisha McBride I thought this is just tragic like me too you know and and obviously I think things like you know this is uh sad because she's a black woman you know because I you know I that does matter to me I think this is sad partially because he's a black man yes you know it's also sad because he's a human being it's also sad because he's American. Uh, it's, you know, it's also sad because he's a father. It's all, you know. Yeah, a husband. Yeah, it's, and, and the same thing when, um, the lady in Florida who they're trying to put in prison for 60 years. Right. You know, for basically not killing her abusive husband. You know what I mean? For yeah. shooting, firing a warning shot instead of trying to like shoot him and kill him. Um, and you know, that, that is also sad to me, but. Right. Uh, like I said, I feel like we don't count sometimes in this discussion because um, it just doesn't generate this type of buzz. There's, you mm-hmm. know, there's almost 1,200 comments wow. on this article, and I guarantee you, there's probably at least uh, I'm I, I'm being very uh, conservative. 
at least a dozen other probably even better written pieces by black feminists that are like this is why we need to come together they ain't got 1200 comments i guarantee it right right i bet you it's somebody out there going we need to support da 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 you know, we we need we need to come together as men and women. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you that, but that article isn't going to get this type of attention. Yeah, like it's so equal. You know, like it's all about that that getting that like that click, man. Getting mm-hmm. that um hot take, that extremist take, that generalizing take, and it just generates more and more uh, attention to you know shit that really comes off kind of sad, man. Um, speaking of black women being policed in their feminism, mm-hmm. Beyonce, they love to go at Beyonce. Sometimes I feel like she wasn't really a big target until she said, I want to put some agency, uh, behind my feminine like behind my music like i actually want my music to stand for something right i wanted to be about you know freeing yourself from sexual uh you know oppression kind of and mm-hmm. it's okay to, to 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 be sexy and to own your sex drive and all this stuff and it's okay to be married it's okay to be yourself and this it's just one of those things where honestly i think a lot of uh people um have issue with uh beyonce uh because just of who she is just period just because of who she is and the attention that she receives and also i think a lot of people were cool as long as she was quote unquote this dumb bimbo making this now she's always making money but this dumb bimbo making these pop songs not really singing about anything not really standing for anything you were okay with that but the second she starts talking about social issues and starts talking about feminism and sexuality all these people want to come out and get mad why because they think that they're better than her they think that they're more qualified than her they think that they're more educated than her and they think they have the right to quote-unquote look down on her because she's quote-unquote the pretty person and how dare you be pretty and be intelligent and be smart i've been writing about this shit for years i've been down here in the trenches you know protesting and marching and you just come out with a motherfucking album now all of a sudden you know you're the biggest thing ever and and i think a lot of people have a lot of issues but at the at, at the end of the day don't you want people to support your cause and yeah, if she's bringing people why should it matter you know also like there's this need from a lot of these people to like educate her kind of right. like every little thing she does as if there isn't some sort of already debates in the general community as is as if like she couldn't possibly be right in anyone's view like and 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 you know part of what is discussing about it is is typically from other feminists Mm -hmm. a lot of them are white right and also black female like a lot of black women feminists black even black men feminists a lot of them look up to her and they're proud of her for even dabbling in this, for mm. being like, yo, I'm going to make my music about something for a change. Because so many people stay completely away from that. Right. And they and they appreciate her. And I feel like every time they, someone tries to take her down a peg, it's almost like a shot at the community. Like, yep, um, y'all black women need to let stop trying to make Beyonce a thing. Um, so, yeah, this person, and this is, this, her name's Rebecca Winston. She writes for The Guardian. Um, and this is actually like even sadder in my opinion, because she 
only uses Beyonce to make a, a, a petty ass headline. Right. Sorry, Beyonce. Rosie the Riveter is no feminist icon. Here's why. Now, Beyonce took a picture uh, of the iconic, in the pose of the iconic Rosie the Riveter. You guys have probably seen her. She's the icon that was used when uh, men went to war. And I can't remember if it was World War I or two, but so many men went, got drafted and went to war mm-hmm. that they had to leave their jobs. Right. And a lot of these jobs were physical labor and stuff like that, working in factories. So women took their spots in these industries yes they did um now women didn't get paid as much they got paid some of half as much in many cases right um but uh rosie the riveter was this um uh this like symbol this propaganda basically to convince women that it was like their patriotic duty to go and take these jobs like do your part and it was it's her i'm gonna try to put the picture in the chat my computer's moving really slow um but it's it's a woman in a red um handkerchief like wrapped around her head she's rolled up her sleeves she's wearing like a jean um like a jean shirt matter of fact let me close this and open it back up maybe that's that'll fix it um, but, uh, she's wearing like a jean, like shirt and she rolls up the sleeves and then she's doing like that pose where you like take your bicep, like you're trying to flex your arm and show your bicep, like, mm-hmm. um, and, and she rolls up her sleeve to show it. Well, Beyonce took that picture too, you know, like, um, recently and posted on her in- Instagram. And, uh, if you're familiar with the picture, you know, behind it has this slogan of we can do it, um, which is like, to women like we can do it we can take these jobs and do our part and all this stuff um and so this woman rebecca winston was like nah beyonce you can't use like using this is wrong because this is some bullshit this is just propaganda and there's nothing feminist about it and people need to stop giving her credit for it and all this shit um i'll try to read it just give me a second guys because my computer's acting slow no problem got too many browsers open um i hate when this happens hate when this happens um let's see if i can close this using up a ton of memory <laughs> um working hard for y'all yeah, I'll see if I can put this picture in the chat for you guys. No problem. Uh, you can click on the link to see the picture because it's not doing that autofill thing like it's supposed to. Oh, uh, well, yeah, where you just post it and, and wait on the picture to come up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just opened something I wasn't supposed to. Oh, this is staying in the show. <laughs> ah, I was like, no, son, you won't be doing this today. Um, all right. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, just... Here we go. It's coming back up. But, uh, all right. So, um, yeah, it says we can do it. Um, so here's the picture is, uh, Beyonce. Uh, she put it on Instagram, melted the Twitter sphere. Uh, Queen B poses in front of a we can do it bubble with toned bicep, a loft, denim shirt, awfully wrinkled and scarlet scarf, holding back tumbling hair. She's Rosie the Riveter and she looks awesome. It may have been an average day for Beyonce, but E Entertainment, breaking its admirable habit of quiet understatement, quickly dubbed it the ultimate feminist photo, as did thousands of feminists across the Internet. Now, see, this is, like you said, Karen, I think this is where you have the issue where people are saying to themselves, like, 
well, I write about this shit all the time. Right. And y'all don't care about it when I write about it. Right. So now Beyonce does it. And y'all, y'all think this something. Well, let me tell you why she's wrong. She needs to yep. be taken down a peg. That's where a lot of that anger comes from. I can well appreciate how cool the symbol Rosie is to copy, but a feminist icon, she is not. Rosie dates back to the Second World War, a symbol inspired by the women who took up the factory munitions jobs left behind by conscripted men and whose work undoubtedly moved the feminist cause forward by decades. But she represents a cynically whitewashed view of this. And her feminist credentials were thin when you look into the history of her creation and the background of those she was supposed to portray. Now, keep in mind, an icon and a symbol are not really the same thing. True. I think Rosie Deriveter is a symbol for a lot of feminists. And a symbol is about what you put into it. Right. So I think they're saying this thing, even if it was designed by a man, even if they women weren't paid enough, all this shit, it proved that women could do this work. Mm-hmm. It proved that um, they, you know, for a lot of women, it gave them their first taste of the real workplace. And they were like, I want to fucking do this. Well, I should not that you shouldn't be allowed to keep me from doing this and motivate as them. a job. I can hold a job job, you know, like you outside been, of my house and, and raising my kids. Yeah, I did it while you weren't here. I was more than just a mother or someone, a, a semen receptacle. Right. So um, to me, the symbol, no matter how cynically it was created, it means something, you know. Um, But she says anyway, um. Uh, in the background of who she was supposed to portray, the bicep curling version popular today was designed by a man, J. Howard Miller, who took inspiration from tired oil-covered workers but washed them down and dolled them up to produce his Rosie. Miller never intended his creation to be a symbol of female empowerment. She was used to encourage women to take up jobs in factories as part of their patriotic duty for, to the war effort. Right. A lot of, a lot of shit is not designed to do the good that it does true a lot of times you just co-opt and make it to your own thing you know um you know uh, and, and it's a symbol so it can be used for good and bad mm-hmm. but to me the ultimate representation of um the power of, of women is taking this shit and making it mean something way more than what this dude wanted it to be true mm, um you know it's like how not a lot of these people um a lot of people are christians and they wear the cross and it's a symbol and stuff but that like ultimately that symbol has been used to go to war it's been used yes. to oppress people yes, it it's about what you believe that makes the symbol good or bad for oh. a lot of people That's and right. you know it, for people that you know promote it as a good thing i i wouldn't go well, you know, that started as uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, that's not what they, that's not what it means to them. It's not what it means in 2014 for them. So if that, if it doesn't mean that for that person, then is that really a bad thing that, it, you know, that they're, I don't know. I, just, I feel like if Beyonce could have took a picture holding a cross, someone could have written a piece about how the cross was bad, it, honestly. It, it wouldn't matter what it was. I think that anything that has anything to do with her somebody's gonna have something to say about it because it's her and i really think that a lot of people uh try to shame her 
because like I said, a lot of it has to do with her education. A lot of it has to do with her beauty. A lot of it's just jealousy. A lot of people feel like she didn't deserve to be married to Jay-Z. She didn't deserve all her riches. Like a lot of people just feel like she don't deserve nothing that she has accomplished in life. And so I think that anything that she does, somebody somewhere is going to have something negative to say about it because of their own personal internal issues that they have. And they try to write these articles to um, make the articles about them. And at the end of the day, she means something to you because if you didn't start off with Beyonce, wouldn't nobody click on this motherfucking shit. So y'all talk about her. But you use her as a jumping point because, you know, if you, you put her face on something, people are going to come and look. Yeah, they seem mad that she's celebrated. Right. You know, like, why is she being celebrated? This She's not the, you know, everything she does is wrong. Um, like I said, if she would have took a picture on the cross, they would have been like, well, you know, that was a torture device. You know, like, there would, it's just going to be something. It's never mm-hmm. enough. Um, so, yeah, um his propaganda conveniently ignored the fact that women would have been expected to carry on with the household work once they got in. And then after a war spent being paid nearly 50% less than their male colleagues would be sacked. When we dressed up as her, we're dressing up as an airbrush fib. Of course, some argue that this reappropriation is dissent, but even if you believe that, that there's still some, something problematic with the riveter symbol, the problem is her lack of friends more than 60 years after Miller, put his head scarfed wet dream on the paper she's still feminist most visible icon of a working woman despite the fact that women make up the majority of the world's poverty stricken people the poor and the working class still struggle to be heard amid a glut of middle and upper class icons the pankhurst germaine greer virginia wolf virginia wolf mary wollstonecraft it isn't time isn't it time that we found a new rosie a realistic representation of what it's like to be a woman at work today sure I have a good symbol that you guys can use. Beyonce. Me too. How about that? Maybe <laughs> everyone can start taking pictures as Beyonce. Uh, she's a person that, uh, has, uh, made it to the top of her industry and she has some, uh, some feminist, uh, ideas. Uh, mm-hmm. she owns her sexuality. Uh, she's a black woman. Uh, so, uh, there's, you know, some race and class stuff mixed in there. Um, a hard worker, very professional. Um, wh- why not her? Oh, no, yo, you guys would never go for that, right? No, no, <laughs> no, they, 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 no, no. Right. And, 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 and I'm glad you brought that up. And I think for a lot of people, um, a lot of people have issues with, uh, black people owning their blackness. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have issues with a black, with, with just anybody black being able to, demand things being able to come in and say what they will and won't do and i think that for a lot of people because she has the the flexibility i think um um, lebron james and beyonce are similar to that standpoint because anything lebron james do somebody has something to say about it and anything beyonce does somebody has something to say about it and a lot of it a lot of sexism is mixed in there a lot of racism is mixed in there a lot of uh, people just angry because they wish that they could live those lives. A lot of people that just flat think that they better than they are. All, all that comes to, to a head. That's why, and the same thing with LeBron. A lot of people will put LeBron James on the top of an article, and then the article don't have a goddamn thing to do about him. You just use him as a jumping point. Yeah, that's what she did with this, which is almost more cynical than just right. being jealous, is this idea of, let me, I want to write about Rosie the Riveter and why she's not a good symbol, 
but i'm i'm gonna do it through the frame of chastising beyonce you know like it's really sad what's happened to journalism what's happened to writing because since the blog since blogs came about everything's gotten so fucking personal i mean the title of this reads like a letter to beyonce like she expects beyonce to get this in her inbox and read it sorry beyonce rosie the riveter is no feminist icon here's why she'll never you see know? this article but right but it's just this like it's it's like it's like journalism has become the comment section but with a byline right you know where it's just words no no not too many words i mean like it's so personal there's no there's there's it's not very objective at all it's not it's it's not very um professional it's very like let me make a personal attack on this person or let me find an angle to use this person's name because i know their name generates clicks right and then i'll have my discussion and it, it really shouldn't be the it really shouldn't be that way, you know? Mm-hmm. So let me condescend to Beyonce because I know that'll drive people towards this article. There's 426 yeah. comments on this shit because, you know, you use Beyonce's name. You know, I hope you're proud of yourself, but they're not coming because of your message. They're coming because you use Beyonce's name, which honestly, uh, you would think you would be kind of down against or, you know, like, hey, I only want to come because you tore that, you're tearing down this woman. I only want to see you tear her down or I want to fight against you tearing her down. But thank you for tearing down this woman. Like we can discuss it now. There are Dagenheim machinists who strike action led the equal pay act of 1970 or Ms. Desai who led a two year picket in protest at poor work conditions in the late seventies It's less glamorous, but the costume of most of the women workers in the world is worn out, underpaid and malnourished. Anyone for dressing dressing up as a knackered retail worker on minimum wage or rubble covered sweatshop worker who saw had who had to saw her own arm off to escape the rubble of her workplace? Perhaps not. That kind of poor isn't as cool as Rosie's. Not nor would it make for a good costume. Feminist attitude to the poor should be more than the working class drag. Mm, fucking article didn't have a goddamn thing to do about Beyonce. Yeah, just uh, trying to trying to shit, um, trying to shit on her, man. Yeah, and 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 I think for me, this is why uh, I'm I really uh, I support Beyonce and I support Kanye West and I support LeBron James because in my mind they do what the fuck they want to do and it just furates people regardless if you believe or support or disagree or anything like that a lot of people couldn't even imagine the amount of of hatred that is thrown at them every day and constantly attacked for their character and their decisions and everything that they do is under a microscope and everything that they do is under question. The average person is not followed everywhere they go by paparazzi. The average person is not followed like that. The average person go live their lives every day, come home, get on the computer with the screen name and keep it trucking. They, 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 they don't have the luxury of doing that. And so it's just one of those things where to me, I uh, support them because I'm like, you get to do the things that people think that they want because the average person would not want the attention to be constantly scrutinized, to be constantly under a microscope. No matter what you do, it's always a problem. Like I said, sexism, racism, and, and your name and your picture and your face and your identity is constantly being torn down and shredded to pieces over the most simplest 
shit so that other people can get clicks because at the end of the day these articles that these people write don't have anything to do with how it starts they it's just like you said it's just jumping off point yeah it just sucks man because like like you know you know one reason it really is fucked up because like you're not gonna see this article about uh a white feminist really Mm-mm. you know what i mean like if fucking um hannah from um girls dressed up like this it'd just be some cute shit you know there wouldn't be a need to police her and make her redefine what her feminism really means and all this because she has the freedoms yeah it's so fucking stupid uh dating site matches users by their dna says (laughs) says that two biomarkers are essential for compatibility a new dating site moves beyond eHarmony's science of love to requiring saliva samples to test DNA for two key markers for compatibility. So just spit in this cup, send it on in. We'll let you know if you guys should be together strictly using your DNA. Mm-hmm. Put you with your first cousin or some shit. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys are really compatible. Oh, wow. You, yeah, man, your kid's going to have like 12 fingers. Uh, yeah, they were like, "Oh, did you know this was your long lost cousin?" They were like, "Y'all, y'all like ninety nine percent match here." So, hey, hey, um, y'all need to go um talk to y'all parents. Singled out with no e in it. Singled out dot com mails users a DNA test kit to submit a saliva sample, which is then tested at a laboratory for the presence of two genetic markers, including one for serotonin up serotonin uptake controller influential over how people control their emotions and the other marker is associated with genes influencing the immune system with online dating you have social and economic factors play uh people try to match on religion how much you make ron ron gonzalez co-founder of the instant chemistry told usa.com uh usatoday.com this is another layer on top of that so you can find better matches within a week of joining the site the administrators posted the user's test results on his or her profile for comparison with other users. Instant Chemistry, the manufacturer of the DNA test used by the dating site, believes its research shows a strong link between those two genetic markers and long-term compatibility in a relationship. Mm-mm. People with different complementary versions of the serotonin and immune systems were most compatible. The dating site says human pheromones may allow people to find compatible mates, Although the process requires a kickstart to work online, where men and women remain mostly relegated to personal inventories, bios, photos, and favorite quotes as a way to sniff out potential mates. In the greater offline world, men depend on visual cues as well as pheromones to find their perfect match at a glance. At first glance, a 0.7 hip to waist ratio suggests optimum biological health to the male gaze. Conversely, women depend on the same sensory cues while searching uh, according to their own requirements, finding men with angular facial features most attractive as it implies subconscious clues about testosterone production and reproductive health, as well as the ability to protect family and control resources. Notice they didn't mention height. <clears throat> Although the new site requires only saliva samples testing, the bar for online matchmaking has just been raised. Wow. Mm, I won't be doing that bullshit. That'd be some other shit they'll take and put in the system somewhere and sell no thank you yeah what kind of because uh first of all you shouldn't be out here doing dna dating care we are married um <laughs> second of all what kind of um 
because you know how everybody can sell your information right and give it to telemarketers and all this shit what kind of telemarketer people do they have that are on the dna list you know, like, what the fuck kind of stuff are you trying to sell? Hey, sir, I noticed you have a receding hairline. We were looking at some of your DNA. Uh, yeah, if you would like to get this hair care product that grow your hair back, you know. Right, you be getting all kinds of bullshit. No. People gonna get some, some surprises. Man, we, uh, tested your DNA. You have AIDS. Um, right, so you got STD. We're gonna you have got to take syphilis. you out Gotta take you outside. You lied about not having herpes. Right, cause uh, a they say DNA. Who knows what the fuck that they're really testing for? Like you, you giving them your DNA, and you really don't know what they're testing for. They might, they might end up testing for all kinds of shit. Sending it to the DC, DCC. Lord have mercy. Sending it to the CDC. Right, mm-hmm. and um, put it in a federal database. You don't know what the fuck the people doing with your DNA. Um, speaking of, uh, science event, scientific advances, researchers eliminate the HIV virus in human cells. Researchers at Temple University have successfully managed to eliminate the HIV from infected human cell cultures, according to a recently released study. Most current HIV treatments target the various means through which HIV integrates itself into healthy host cells in order to replicate itself. The team at Temple, however, employed a form of advanced gene therapy in order to render the HIV cell infected cells completely HIV free from the team's press release. They wrote when deployed a combination of DNA sniping, I'm sorry, snipping enzyme called a nucleus and a targeting strand of RNA called a guide RNA, a gRNA, hunt down the viral genome and excise the HIV one DNA. From there, the cells gene repair machinery takes over soldering the loose ends of the genome back together, resulting in a virus-free cell. So, uh, this is crazy. Hey. Hey, guys. No more condoms, am I right? <laughs> Let's get them off. Let's go. Syphilis. They got the cure. It'll be out six to eight months, I'm sure. That's how long it probably takes to die this shit. Get to no. fucking, mm, ali ali oxen free. No, that shit gonna be expensive, and nobody's poor is gonna have access to it. Uh, look, man, they'll make it affordable. Don't worry about it, guys. You know, with Obamacare, there's no pre-existing condition. Get yourself a little HIV. You hop on that Obamacare. Hey, get some of this temple, some of this temple AIDS juice, dog. It might be cheap in other parts of the world, but not here in our pharmacy with them lobbyists and all that bullshit. That should be sky high. No, it's cured, guys. All right, so twenty-five years for anybody sniff that. Get. To fucking is what I say, okay? Y'all I say can, Magic Johnson already knew about this. He looking at them like, y'all just not getting this shit? Yeah, Magic, like, uh, you know, I, I, I'll i go to Philly all the time, uh, Temple University. Uh, the woman who tried to kill the president by uh, mailing him some poison, she uh, finally got convicted. She uh, got 18 years. Didn't she try to blame her husband? Mm-hmm. I'm Shannon. I've been with Duke First, Energy for 11 uh, years, and I work yeah. in the environment. First, let's let uh, I'm proud that my job helped. Let's let Duke Energy tell us about uh, some things first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Why? yeah, she was from Texas. I remember she was like, first it was about her husband. First it was like this man sent the president right. some stuff. I think he was a karate instructor, and then find out that she framed him. She was a, a bit actress. She was been in like The Walking Dead, a couple other small parts, nothing you would know her from, and uh, framed her husband. A Texas actress will spend 18 years in prison for sending ricin to President Obama. Former New York City Mayor Bloomberg and a fellow gun control advocate, Mark Glaze. 
Shannon Guess Richardson took a plea deal to avoid a life sentence. The mother of six appeared in The Walking Dead and Vampire Diaries prior to putting the toxin in the mail in May 2013. At first, she tried out her acting skills and blamed her husband for the crime. Richardson finally admitted she ordered supplies to make ricin online. The poison can cause respiratory failure if inhaled. They were postmarked in Shreveport, Louisiana and intercepted. She's charged with possessing and producing a biological toxin. How the fuck do you frame your husband? Like, that's so messed up. He ended up getting a divorce from her. Right. Anybody in their right mind would. And uh, where did they get this uh, sassy music in the background for this video? <laughs> really we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't add that, y'all. I promise. It really was some sassy-ass shit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's like, it's one of those times where you're like, why the hell would you get married? Like, maybe it was a plan from the whole time. It was like, he'll be my alibi. They only caught her because she used eBay or like, yeah, I think eBay or Amazon to order the poison, uh, ingredients offline. And he was at work. So he couldn't be in two places at the same time. So they were like, wait a minute. Who was using the computer to order this shit at this time when he was at his job at this time? We had proof of it. It was you. And then she came clean and she tried to send it to Michael Bloomberg. Yeah. Uh, she trying to take them all out. What, what did she plan? I mean, she really thought this was going to get to them like other people would have died way before they died. Yeah. She tried to send one to a guy named Mark Glaze, mayor who was for mayors against illegal guns. So who knows? Maybe she didn't think she would get Obama and Michael Bloomberg, but she was like, "I get somebody." Yeah, if I aim low enough, somebody gonna open this up and yeah, just his secretary I don't know. or something. But like this, it'll be in the vicinity. Yeah, open it up and taste the poison. Like, how are they supposed to die? <laughs> um, she obtained an email address, a PayPal shopping account, a post box office, and her husband's name without his knowledge. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dog. Yeah, you definitely got them divorce papers for me too. Mm-hmm. The letter to Obama read, what's in this letter is nothing compared to what I've got in store for you, Mr. President. Um, you will have to kill me and my family before you get my guns. Anyone wants to come to my house will get shot in the face. Mm-hmm. She eventually admitted to trying to blame her husband and lying to authorities. And asking the judge for leniency Wednesday, Richardson apologized and asked for mercy and compassion. Uh, that she'd already been punished dearly by being away from her six children, who she described six as her world. Children. Well, they weren't your world when you sent that fucking letter. Right. Her youngest was born prematurely while she was in custody. The sentiments expressed in those letters were not mine, Richardson said. Richardson also was tearful at times. I don't feel like it was. I was in my right mind leading up to that point. Uh, Yeah, well, that's why you got to go to jail. Mm-hmm. So, hey, the good news is when you get out, your baby will be grown. Um, Fully grown. Um, yep, sending rice into the president. Over some gun, and then how are you gonna send a letter to the dude that was against illegal guns? Ah! I mean, what the fuck did he do wrong? Yeah, he aren't was... we all against illegal guns? Right. Like, you come get my illegal guns out of my cold, dead hands? Like, wait a minute, you got illegal guns, huh? What? You never catch me, coppers? Ah! How'd you find that out? Someone tell you I have illegal guns? Uh, I didn't. Uh, oh wait, it's in the letter that I wrote. That you wrote, ma'am. That, that uh, you wrote. Yeah, I, I guess I shouldn't have put that part about the legal guns in there, huh? No. Yeah, that was that was why I fucked up. That mm-hmm. was. I see now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should have said there was legal guns. <laughs> yep. 
um never trust a redhead the justice department calls for federal monitoring of the newark deplete uh police department okay the u.s justice department announced today it has recent agreement with the city of newark new, new jersey. jersey okay mm-hmm. to allow a federal monitor to watch over a municipal police force nice. that it is found has repeatedly violated the rights of its citizens especially blacks in the state's largest city mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we post racial right yep especially three blacks. years ago we announced that we were launching an investigation into whether the newark police department had engaged in a pattern or practice of unconstitutional policing. During that investigation, we met and spoke with many members of the force at every level, union representatives, other law enforcement agencies, public defenders, community members, elected representatives, and others. Through these efforts, we have determined that there is reasonable cause to believe that the Newark Police Department has engaged in a pattern or practice of unconstitutional stops searches and arrests in violation of the First and Fourth Amendments of the United States Constitution, and that the police department's stop and arrest practices have a disparate impact on the city of Newark's black residents. In addition, we found reasonable cause to believe that the Newark Police Department engages in a pattern or practice of excessive force in violation of the Fourth Amendment. The patterns of misconduct we have found reflect policing that too often disregards the law and alienates the communities with whom partnership is most needed to effectively combat crime. Uh, We take the Department of Justice findings very seriously, and we take the recommendations even more serious. Uh, When there is uh, incidents uh, where police officers are not acting in good conduct, we're going to respond. When there are incidents where police officers are violating the law, we're going to respond. When there's incidents where we believe the system has not been put in place to effectively monitor the actions of the police, we're also going to respond. And when there are individuals in our community who violate the rights and commit crimes uh, against residents of our community, we're still going to respond. And we're going to respond in a way that we believe is not only effective, but also constitutional. A hundred, a hundred. <laughs> oh, fucking hundred. Yeah, it's funny, man, because um, we used to get these letters sometimes and these emails like, Rod, why don't you guys talk about, you know, the, the drones monitoring American and Americans and, like, the violation of the NSA going in our houses. And um, we still stuck on, like, can we get the police to like not lie on us? Right. So that's why it's not, not a thing to me because I wish I had those problems. Those are white people problems. Yes. That the NSA might spy on me. I have realistic problems. Like I hold the police follow the law where they pull me over. Right. I hope I don't die today. Yeah. I would like to not go to jail for something that I didn't do. I would also like for them to not just cause like, all this freedom, quote unquote, is all imaginary. And by imaginary, I don't mean that you don't deserve freedom or you don't need to believe in it. I just mean that as a black person, I am well fucking aware in this country at any moment somebody could just be like, yeah, I don't give a fuck what you think. I don't care that this is wrong. I am going to illegally search your car. 
it's just right. gonna happen right deal with it right and i can complain i can write and they're gonna be like he was in his rights and you don't have a right yeah i mean there's too much evidence at this point we cover it on the show this officer stopped this dude and said i'm gonna do this and then he did the opposite like yeah so um i'm not shocked i wish i was uh i am fucked with i give it a hundred but yeah it is sad but a lot of times it's just it's just justification it's just justification what i for what i already know which is that cops don't really respect black people and it's one of the reasons white people don't understand us it creates a gap is because it's hard for them to relate because their experience with authority figures is completely different than ours in so many cases yes, it is they don't understand and they think that we're the ones who are crazy when we're like yo that cop pulled me over because i was black and uh yeah he didn't read me my rights and he didn't ask to search my car he just started searching and he didn't mm-hmm. do this and he didn't do that and people are like i know people think we're crazy they're like come on man eight cops pulled you over why were eight cops pull you over for driving home from work well that's what happened eight cops came out okay Wow, black people are crazy. Are we? No, we're not crazy. Justice Department don't think so. No. Don't think so to the fact that they got to be goddamn monitored. Yeah, they had to get a third party to come in and look at them just to be like, oh, yeah, you guys are right. This is is racist. Uh, Apparently, Nathan Lane, gay man and actor, Says a gay actor shouldn't have a monopoly on gay roles. Award-winning stage and screen actor Nathan Lane. Mm-hmm. Now I was talking about how you know we do have. Well, we talked about this yesterday with Justin about the actor who left True Blood because he didn't want to do any gay sex scenes. Mm-hmm. You know we do have um, like str- gay people that do straight parts all the time. Yes, Rich- and it's expected of them. There's no like. Right. Oh, you're gay, so uh you can't have a female. Like, we know the dude who plays Spock in the Star Trek movies is gay, but his love interest in there is Uhura, the black woman that is on there, mm-hmm. you know. I and think she's played by Zoe Zaldana or Thandie Newton, one of those two. One of those they, two. They're the same person to me. Right. Okay? Yeah, they, looked, uh, they look identical. And Reggie has even talked about this on What's the Tea, how he's mm-hmm. played straight roles and he's gay. Right. So it's, you know, to me... So be hypocritical for a straight actor to be like, I won't do no gay shit. I quit, you know, because like, well, is that really then then I get to judge you as saying you're not a good actor because right. other people do it is is part of the character. You're becoming another character. You need to disassociate from whatever the actions of the character is the same way that when uh Arnold Schwarzenegger murders 70 people, I don't believe in real life he's going to go off stage and murder 70 people. Mm-mm. That's something that that character did, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not comparing being gay to murder, but just acting to acting. One, they're, they're both acting and you would not do these in real life. OK, Lane, who was gay and has played both straight and gay characters, were asked the question uh, at a TV's critics, TV critics meeting Tuesday. He was there to discuss PBS's presentation of Broadway, the Broadway play The Nance, in which he stars. We just had The Normal Heart with Mark Ruffalo. Fantastic job. Uh, Nick Jew disagrees. I think who's right for the part and most talented should be hired, Lane said. Ruffalo, who is straight, starred as a gay man in the AIDS drama for HBO. That wa- that way only madness lies. I would have played Nathan Detroit or Max Bailey, Bailey Stock if casting followed such rigid rules, Lane said. He won a Tony Award for his Broadway portrayal of a larcenous producer, Bailey Stock, and the producers 
and oh he says i wouldn't have played those characters because they were straight okay and was nominated uh, was a nominee as gambler detroit in uh guys and dolls lane is an emmy nominated is in an emmy nominated this year for is an emmy nominated it should just say is emmy nominated okay lane is nominated for an emmy this year since they wrote it wrong for his guest role pepper saltzman in abc sitcom modern family Hollywood has been criticized for casting white actors as ethnic characters and gay actors have become an increasingly part, uh, an increasing part of movies and TV. So they get criticized for giving those roles to straight actors. Will and Grace came under fire for casting straight actor Eric McCormick as a gay man. The Nance will earn Lane another Tony bid this year and is about a gay burlesque performer in 1930s New York. It airs October 10th on PBS. Uh, so there's an advertisement for that, but, um, yeah, it's, um, I, I agree with him. I think you pick the best actor for the part and then their acting ability should be what determines who gets a good part and who does the best job with it. Right. So, you know, but, uh, obviously I'm sure they interviewed every single gay person. Not everybody would agree, obviously, but no. I'm more on the side of, you know, it's, it should be a meritocracy and, mm-hmm. you know, um, speaking of hurt feelings on Twitter today and the gender war, let's talk about Uh-oh. these. Let's talk about these niggas. Yeah, <laughs> what happened? Um, and and women too. I saw this with a lot of women. Um, Big Sean uh, broke up with Naya Rivera, who, the rapper. Yeah, the, the rapper. Okay. Big Sean. Is there another Big Sean that you know of? No, I just wanted to be sure. I was thinking about the right one. Okay. Um. So he broke up with Naya Rivera, who apparently is like a woman who's an actress on the show Glee. Um, and uh, that was three months ago. Uh, she got married to actor Ryan Dorsey today. Uh, so people got really in their feelings about this shit. It took over my timeline for a while. Because uh-huh. everybody started delay- relaying their personal stories of breakups, how long it takes for somebody to get somebody else, when you'll be comfortable with it, uh, what's the fastest they ever got back with somebody. Like, it was just crazy. And so many people were on some, like, she was either cheating on him or she a hoe or she's that because she, like, it's their fucking business. All right. You're not fucking none of them. Yeah. Who knows? You know, they might break up next week. They might stay together for the rest of their fucking lives. That's the thing about marriage. Nobody knows, not even you and yours. Right. And most of these people wasn't even in a fucking six-month relationship talking about some goddamn marriage. Nobody knows. Calm down. It's not your dick. It's not your vagina. You know, it's it's not a big deal. But, yeah, people are, it was crazy. Um... But, uh, yeah, now couples in the limelight break up and move on constantly. But the truth of the matter is Sean and Naya had just broken off their engagement in April of this year. There was never a definitive reason for their split, especially after they had seemingly been so happy following their October 2013 engagement. Rumor begins this world each more ridiculous than the previous one. Naya allegedly became uh, possessive, but then the report of her being fired from the popular show turned out to be false. Yeah, they... Yeah, there was a report that she got fired from Glee. It wasn't true. Big Sean was also accused of stealing watches from his would-be wife and cheating on her with her classmates. Um, more, you know, more rumors. 
No matter the reasoning or amount of genuine happiness, Rivera is sharing following her nuptials in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Various members of the black Twitter congregation are collectively raising a single eyebrow towards the situation. Jumping into a new relationship quickly following a bad one is normal amongst human beings. Getting married, on the other hand, will... Yeah, you know, it's like, well, if you get married or not, like y'all broke up, the end. Right. You can marry somebody the next day. It don't goddamn matter. Yeah, people look like Big Sean dodged a bullet. People are saying, like, how do we know that? And how do we know? She might have dodged a bullet. He could be the crazy one. Right, because nobody knows their relationship. And, and and because a lot of times people make shit public after the fact, you really don't know how long they technically could have been not together. Yeah, one dude said, you got to make some fire scent music now. Your girl a hoe. That's helping. And you making assumptions. Yeah. I mean, people just had jokes and shit. And, you know, it's Twitter. You got your jokes. But some people were not joking. I no, saw the tweets. They, they were dead fucking serious. Like, yep, because they was in their feelings. Fuck this hoe. This happened to me when I was a kid. And right. Like, Damn, nigga. Like, you put put your business out that much? Calm mm-hmm. down. Nobody need to know that until you said something. Now everybody's sitting around like, oh, man, this dude has some issues with women in his past. So. Yeah, and and the thing is that uh, I'm glad I'm not seeing it because there's a lot of y'all niggas I I wouldn't fuck with in real life. Like if we you try to date me, I'd be like, nope, I see your timeline. No, I'm good. Yeah, so insecure. If once the relationship is over, there's nothing I can do about that. You're gone. You know what I mean? Like I can't be like, oh, how dare she try to find happiness with another motherfucker? Right. Too soon for me. I got to move on first. I got to yeah. be happy, and then you can be happy because I'm selfish, and I'm sure that had no effect on our relationship, that level of selfishness. All right. A lot of people getting into that. All right. Let's play our games. Let's do it. We're just fucking with the black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play, but they love to hear us play it. It's fucking with black people, where we rate everything from zero to a hundred on the L scale of fucking with black people at intervals of twenty-five. Here we go. Here's the first one. Uh, a black child is fed like a dog in a South African charity ad. Mm-hmm. Did he have a tail and puppy ears too? I will put the picture in the chat. You can see for yourself. He doesn't. It's not in a dog costume, Karen. If that's what you're asking. A white woman treating a black boy like a pet in a South African feed a child advertisement has sparked criticism online. The ad ends with the line: "The average dog eats better than millions of children." But for many South Africans, the nerve it struck was outrage rather than sympathy. According to the ENCA, a South African television broadcaster. The original video received more than 20,000 views before Feed the, Ch- Feed the Child removed it from YouTube, replacing it with an edited version, including the explanation from its founder. Uh, the video is private, so they took even the edited version now. Um, Ogilvy South Africa, the company behind the ad, issued an apology. We apologize for any offense caused to the Feed the Child ad. Our official statement can be found here. Uh, but Feed a Child posted a defense on his website. Feedachild.co.za says Feed a Child's most recent television commercial is based on the shocking societal truth. 
Many domestic animals in this country are better fed than a lot of children. The commercial is intentionally emotive to trigger the necessary awareness on this issue to generate engagement and contributions. There was no intention to cause offense. Uh, many people went on Twitter and they got upset. Our child as dog ads, the new fly infested face for Africa to ads. No context, just degradation and white saviorism. We see you. <laughs> I like how that made a news article. Al Jazeera.com. <laughs> Somebody said, we see you. Uh, uh, feed hashtag feed a child. I a call to take up the white man's burden. Uh, another person said, feed a child. Wow, it's like they're trying to bring slavery back. What a stupid and ridiculous advert. Oh. Yeah. So uh, fuck with a lot of black people online. Just mm-hmm. know slash why. Tone deaf doesn't begin to cover. History isn't over. People feed a child like a dog. Uh, another person said, there's no way one can justify that it's wrong. Old Givy has no regard for the dignity of the black child. I get what the feed a child ad was trying to say, but it's just not suitable for the essay society without racial history and current tensions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what, pretty bad. That's what happened when the only black cha- black person there is the child. Yeah. And especially when, yeah, yeah. Cause you, you just had, need a black person in the room. One, right. One, you could have made that a white kid or maybe you could have made it a dog. Yeah. You could have made it an animal. You really, you're right, Ken. They could have just made it a dog. Right, which would have made more sense to me yeah, versus having yeah. the child. You're absolutely right. Yep. Uh, so what do you get from zero to a hundred? Oh, that's a hundred. Just, yeah. just, just for the simple fact that you could have literally made this a dog and, and, and said the story and be like, you see, uh, animals get fed more than children and just fed a dog. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to use a child. I give it a hundred also. You're, you're absolutely right. I didn't even, th- when you said that part about the 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 dog, you, that that sealed it for me because I was gonna give it like a fifty to seventy five, but yeah, it 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 didn't it made they went out of their way to put that black kid getting fed from a right. white person in a in a in a in a nation with a history of racism, apartheid. Yeah, like yeah, uh, a Vine user named Rashid Polo. Has a series of pretty wild vines of convenience store workers following him around when he shops. It's just pictures of him. She think I'm stealing. She think I'm stealing. Look. That's my favorite because um, this woman, they keep following him. They keep following him. And then one, they bust around a corner and they see him and they run back like, oh, shit, he's recording. He's, he's like, think I'm stealing. Look. Oh. Here's another one. Oh, shit. Don't you hate when you're inside a store and the cashier starts following you? Like, I'm not gonna steal all of it, just some of it, bitch. Like, don't <laughs> you hate when you're inside a store and the cashier starts following you? Like, I'm not gonna steal all of it, just some of it, bitch. Oh, so we have a series of them. Oh, shit. Yeah, here's another one from that same day where he went to the store and she's following him. Just him she looking at the, ah! the store the whole time. There she goes, she thinks I'm stealing. Follow me around the store the whole time. There she goes. She think I'm stealing. <laughs> <laughs> she been following. This is so good. Um, but when you tell people that they think you bullshit, like I've actually been in places before when I realized somebody's following me. One time I had to get ugly. This lady was following uh uh me and uh some of my family members from like out to out to out to out. She wouldn't be up on us, and I finally said, "Well, let's go somewhere else since we want to be followed." 
yeah like it you know because if i'm not stealing shit why are you harassing me you know like yeah, and i was gonna buy some shoes and everything but i was like you know and i and i said it loud to let her know well i'm gonna go take my money somewhere else since you think i'm gonna steal shit yeah i've actually heard of people that like get they have they'll go with their white friends and like the black kids like walk around the store and get followed and then the white people steal the shit yeah, because people are not watching them. Yeah. Because they assume that... They're Using that racism against them. Right. But, uh, yeah, man, that's that's hilarious. And, they, yeah, and it's, it's like there's nothing... It's so funny because there's nothing for the person to do. So it's just like her standing next to Chips, looking at Chips really hard. Like, she doesn't even have, like, a shelf next to her stocking the Chips. No. Or checking the price tag. It's just her nope. standing really close to him looking at Chips. Right. And it's the kind of thing that, you know, when we as black people bring up, we get the, oh, uh, are you sure it was about race? I mean, it could be about anything. Maybe, you know, were you stealing? Are you sure you weren't stealing? Like, yeah. So uh, what do you give it from zero to 100? (laughs) This is funny. It gets 100, though, but it's funny. I give it zero. Uh, It was so funny and good. I like it. It was funny now. I, I feel like he I was gonna give it a zero too, but you, you know what? I you know I take it back. I do drop it to he now he's fucked with. That's a hundred, yeah. but you know I. But think, he flipped the tables and fucked with them and put it on Vine, and that's so good. Right, so I I, I give it a hundred because they were put on blast for following him, and it's funny though because whenever he be like, oh they follow me, everybody runs in the opposite direction. So yes. yes, y'all are fucking following this dude because if you wouldn't, you'd have kept on going about your business. And meanwhile, I'm sure they have so many cameras in the place set up already come on down but, but now hour. you're afraid to be on his camera because it's, it's turned at you like okay right that's hilarious all right let's play our other game now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time that's right it's time for guest the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is kind of racist. All right. Let's get into it. Um, a North Carolina man. Oh, North Carolina. C-Chill. Are you happy, Chill? Are I you know. happy? See, Chill, we're talking about us now. Damn. Yes, I will marry you. <laughs> uh, was charged with leaving his 98-year-old mother in a hot car while he gambled inside a casino. Dwight Ridge Ray McGinnis of Raleigh, North Carolina, is accused of leaving his mother in his red Ford truck for nearly four out, five hours Monday. Oh, shit. As temperatures outside rose to 83 degrees. They're probably not over 90 in that car. Yeah, temperature inside, probably 105. Right. And Arendelle County police say they received a call a little after 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, right when it started to cool down, from a passerby who saw the woman inside the car in Maryland Live, I mean, in a Maryland Live casino parking garage with one window partially lowered. (laughs) That's all he gave her? Listen, bitch, I'll give you half a window. Did, did she even have water now? You're 98 years old. You lived through worse than this. <laughs> ah! Uh, woman used, the woman used a wheelchair, uses a wheelchair and is incapable of providing basic needs for herself, police said. The only evidence of food or drink in the vehicle was an empty soda can. 
When initially approached, the woman seemed confused and responded incoherently to an officer's question, police say. Well, she's probably f- fucking fried from the heat in her right. brain, she and she's was, 98. She's been sweating all damn day. Yeah, ma'am, uh, it's, it seems, is anything wrong? You seen that? Is there a problem? Mm-hmm. Potato salad. Tuesday. Ma'am, uh. Get my slippers. How long have you been, uh. How <laughs> in long this have you vehicle? Been in, in this car. Then the Great Depression, we just had a can of beans. Okay. Ah! Ma'am. We're gonna have to get you out and get you to the hospital, ma'am. We're just trying to help you. Just, I used to own slaves. Okay, ma'am. That's. Ah! That's, uh, really. She nice. almost hundred, so she probably did. As the conversation continued, she became more coherent and was able to assist authorities in locating her son. Yeah, that was that heat, man. You come delirious and shit. Sweating out, probably dehydrated. Officers reached McGinnis on his cell phone around 7.15 p.m. and returned to his truck. McGinnis was charged with one count of vulnerable adult negligence. Um, He also was served with an outstanding warrant for failing to appear in court on the charge of driving with a suspended license. Though children four and younger are more susceptible to heat stroke than adults, when outside temperatures are in the low 80s, temperatures inside a vehicle can reach deadly levels in 10 minutes, even when windows are rolled down two inches, according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Death happens when a person's internal temperature reaches 107 degrees. Even when it's 60 degrees out, even when it's 60s outside, a car, a 60 outside, a car's interior can heat to 110 degrees in about an hour. Shit. Officers gave the woman water and summoned emergency medical technicians to examine her. Medical officials didn't see a need to take her to a hospital. She's a tough old broad. Guess the race chat room of her son, Mr. Dwight Ridgeway McGinnis. Went inside to play some craps. A white man that needs to call the NC Gambling Hotline. Must have had a hot head, man. Uh, Ashley Three Classes says, Black men don't care enough about black women enough to crack a window. White. Oh. <laughs> Did he say these are not the views of the Black Astronauts podcast? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I believe Polo believed this now. It's yeah. too late. <laughs> Rock, I'm ashamed of you. That's sad. And the latest, the later astronauts, how could you let them get, get away with this? Looking <laughs> at you, Kai. Uh, good old country boy, white. Uh, live to be 98, they white. White, McGinnis, Irish. Uh, he spelled McGinnis like Guinness. It's uh, actually spelled <laughs> McGinnis like Jeff McGinnis. Uh, let's see. Followed someone around in the store while mom was in the shopping white. Aww. And white. The correct answer is, looks like everybody guessed white. Well, guess what, guys? You're all That's right. Correct. I don't know how you guys all knew he was white. I was thinking that him playing craps would uh, be the detail that would change everything. Mm-mm. But uh, that didn't matter. I didn't even know white people knew how to play craps. Me either. Um, but uh, you guys didn't fall for it. I put he his was, picture in the chat. He crapped on his mama. She crapped on herself, sounds like, yes, in that hot-ass car. I know she did. Good grief. 98 years old and 98 degrees in that damn car. Uh, 98-year-old left alone in the car. Yeah, she couldn't move or get out. Yeah. People in these hot cars, man. They, I think th- this is just what you do to a person that you hate and they can't stop you. Right, because they don't have the ability to move. Yep. 
here's another one speaking of old people losing their shit salem alabama a salem man is accused of shooting his daughter in the leg following a sunday evening argument over heating up food in the microwave oh my well you know what karen sometimes you got to use the settings okay you could put it in that five minutes just put it at 60 percent. you don't gotta cook all the juice out of the turkey <laughs> willie anderson 80 was arrested and charged with first degree domestic violence the lee county sheriff's department stated in a release his bond was set at thirty thousand dollars Anderson called 911 at around 7.15 p.m. saying he had shot his daughter who was outside the home they shared on Lee Road. His daughter, Charlene Anderson, 48, was found suffering from what appeared to be a gunshot wound to the leg. One of these shot her in the toe like quick in the uh, Hollow Nights. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> um, his daughter, uh, yeah, yeah, so... uh I got she, mad. What, what did she do? Put that, put that thick ass bread in there. You know I don't like this thick ass bread. Now the biscuit all hard. Get my gun. Let me <laughs> get my gun. This is some bullshit. She was transported to East Alabama Medical Center where she underwent surgery for her injuries. Her condition is currently unknown. Willie Anderson told deputies that the shooting occurred following an argument over his daughter heating up food in the microwave. She must have been heating up that fish. Oh, with that funky ass yeah. smell. Burning some popcorn or something. It's like, you know what, you know what, uh, enough of this. I'm going to get some respect tonight. Uh, deputies recovered a 9 millimeter handgun from the residence, believed to have been used in the shooting. Guess the race of Willie Anderson, daughter shooter. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe. That argument was really over spades, black. Oh. Willie and Charlene sounds black to me. Ah! White. Black. Old and black, says Shana. Um, let's see. Sweet Dick Willie Black. Real father, real man black. Marvin Gaye Black. Old man Willie from around the way, blacker than a starless night. Oh. March with Dr. Kang in Selma. The correct answer Dr. is Dr. Black. black. Some of you guys missed it. So uh, he's black, and I put his picture in the chat. You can tell he looks like the kind of man that shoots his daughter over some microwave food. Fuck up his Raymond Pride if you want to. All right. Put that shit in there too long. Mm-hmm. Who burned up the damn pop? You know what? Where's my gun? Fuck it. I'm shooting everybody. Mm-hmm. It says a minute and a half. Okay? That's four minutes. Um, my whole, my, All my clothes going to smell like burning tomorrow. Ah! And that's why you got to go. Let's go to the bonus round, everybody. Here we go. Double the points and the raise. Double the points and the raise. That's right. It's double the points, double the race, and the bonus round against the race. So far, people are all over the place. Right. We'll see who wins in the end. Let's go. Seems like the chat room's kind of nervous. Uh, dozens of people reportedly watched a grant and a grandmother took video while a couple had sex on Florida's Braddington Beach, old Florida, for nearly 25 minutes. Tw- <laughs> that's, that's some bang bros for you. Right. I mean, 25 minutes. I'm, I'm telling you, if I watch sex for 25 minutes, I'm just jacking off. 
fuck it. We might as well all get off. Right. 25 minutes. Then witnesses says the couple slept for hours before going right back to fucking. <gasps> Jose Benny Caballero and Elisa Alvarez were charged with lewd and lascivious behavior after the grandmother showed the video to police. Did they think they was at home? I don't know. New at 10. As you can see from these Facebook photos, this couple isn't shy about showing off intimate behavior in public. Tonight, they're accused of going all the way on a beach, on the public beach in full view of children. Fox 13's Michael Shingleton is in the control room. All right, Michael, sex on the beach. You got our attention here. Yeah, John, these two were arrested Sunday on Bradenton Beach after someone called to report they're having... Why did that old man sound like such a pervert? Right. All sex. right, Michael. Sex, sex on, on the, the beach. beach. You know, I like that drink. Kind of mm-hmm. sexy. Slow down. Slow down, Michael. Tell, <laughs> tell us about it slow. Uh, all right, uh, Jim. We uh, The sex was uh, pretty intense. On the, how intense was it? Because yeah, I'm not mature. I'm just a dirty old man. What was everybody wearing? That's what I need to know. Uh, apparently nothing. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. <laughs> sex in front of dozens of people in the middle of the afternoon, apparently without a care in the world. Hey, you don't see this every day, and you probably wouldn't want to. These two, Ben Caballero and Alyssa Alvarez. Uh, first of all, you speak for your motherfucking self. I do want to see it. Ah! Uh, I look this genre point up all the time. Public sex on the beach, uh, it happens, okay, guys? Yes, it does, and they record it all the time. Everybody needs to be a little more mature, guys. Just adults expressing ah! their love for each other in front of some children. ...are accused of love in all the wrong places, in front of dozens of people, including children... And the camera. The beach was full of families. And it's like they thought there was nobody there but them. This woman didn't want to show her face on camera since she was holding this camera. Clearly, she is outraged since her grandchildren saw this. And, of course, they started asking questions. I like that it's like she don't want to show her face on camera. Oh, what? They going to come find you and fuck in front of you again? That's the bitch that turned us in. Quick, turn out. Take off your panties. Take off your panties. Right. Look, we're doing it again, bitch. No, my children. She didn't know what to do at first. So I looked out the other people on the beach, and everybody was watching them, but nobody was doing anything. It was like shock. This went on for 25 minutes. Most shocking part is a grandma that knows how to re- use a recorder. Right. I bet your grandkid, baby, um, start this up for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you trying to do, Grandma? I'm trying to record this. Why, Grandma? Trying to record these two people fucking. Don't see people fucking over there for 25 minutes? Yes. Alvarez on top of Caballero. Witnesses say the two then took a dip in the water before returning to their beach towel. They laid on the beach and they totally passed out for hours. I, we really wondered if they were dead. So when they did wake up, they cuddled for a long time, and then they started into the same thing they were going to do before. But before they could get going again, someone called police. Then another woman walked over to stop them. She walks over and told them, what do you think you're doing? And he stood up and and uh, wanted, to, wanted like he wanted to fight her. Moments later, Bradenton Beach police arrived and arrested Caballero and Alvarez. Caballero pictured here as officers escorted him to jail. I've lived here since 78, and I go to the beaches, and I've never seen anything like this. So I won't stop going to the beach, but I think it needs to be... I think citizens need to step up and do something like we did. Now, she's acting like she's brave. She watched them fuck 25 minutes right. earlier and watched didn't do shit. take a nap. Yeah, like y'all chilled up. at the beach. It wasn't that damn 
crazy apparently you was chilled for hours yes and didn't and someone else called the police you wasn't gonna do shit you know you let your kids watch the fucking and then we're like all right kids go play turn turn the other way turn the other way yeah because you wouldn't have said enough to leave the beach mm-hmm. her clit was probably hard for the first time in a while yeah they ain't gonna ruin my trip to the beach fuck them mm-hmm. well they're different races so guess the race of jose benny caballero and elisa Alvarez. uh let's see what you guys think those who wouldn't be able to tell if they were in the beach water as their backs are always soaking wet anyway all they do is take siestas and make babies fence harbors use the water from her back as lube while drinking her corona and eating spicy burrito living la vida loca they were just trying to create a little u.s citizen anchor baby pablo oh. white using that ron jeremy privilege oh white lady internationally used for words the, the word citizens uh yeah they were illegal alien cubans hispanic and white overhyped mayweather opponent who usually looks silly in the ring latino okay spaghetti him and nachos her <laughs> white man and latina male order bride the correct answer is white man and latina woman congratulations Bunch of you missed it. That's right. Sex on the beach, everybody. Sex on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're a good looking couple, man. He's a bodybuilder. She's a, uh, I don't know. She looked good in her bikini. She was riding him and shit. I mean, I personally would have watched and wouldn't, ah. I wouldn't have told anybody. If you start fucking in front of me, as long as it's consensual, I probably won't say shit. Like, just don't be too loud, you know? Ah. I don't have kids or anything, so maybe that's why I wouldn't really give a fuck, but I can't imagine yeah, cause myself. ain't nobody going to ask me what's that. Yeah, I can't imagine myself caring, honestly. I'm like, oh, we about to fuck right here on this beach. I'm like, well, have fun. Use protection. I think that's about <laughs> as as that all you're going to get from me is like, well, just, uh, you know, guys, wrap it up if you can. I mean, I don't want to put too many stipulations on you um all right let's talk about the sore ratchetness guys okay it's going around it's affected a lot of people a lot of things and here at the blackout tips we are dedicated to stopping it we're going to spread the awareness until people realize that it's not okay to be ratchet with a weapon all right guys I know it's sad news to hear. I know some of you guys mm-hmm. own swords right now. You haven't been paying attention. Mm-mm. You're like, wait, they don't like swords on this show? you got goddamn right we don't like swords, okay? We don't like swords, and we don't like their owners and the irresponsible way that you guys go about using them, okay? Cover way too many stories where people get injured, innocent people in the crossfire, yeah. people turn on their loved ones yeah, they do. for this shit. After this book original. Uh, uh, people get turned on their loved ones for this shit. And we just have to sit here and take it. Well, I say no more. Nay, I say a Spartanburg man. Oh, South Carolina. <laughs> yes, sir. Has been charged with two counts of aggravated assault and battery. Police accuse him of punching a man, then swinging a sword at the, at the man and a woman. Ooh. Malaki Alberto Dominique Aguado, 18. That's a name. Became violent with the victims who had given him a ride to a gas station, according to Spartanburg County Sheriff's Office report. 
So do you do a sword owner a kindness? Like giving him a ride to the gas what, station. What, did he have it strapped on his back? How, where the fuck did it come from? This is why I don't help people with swords and shit. Yeah, you hop out the, in the street with a homeless sign looking like a ninja turtle. You, that's just too bad. Ah! You fucked up, didn't you? You're homeless anyway. You shouldn't own a sword. You need to sell that. That's, that's, that's a lot of alcohol, crack, whatever you need. The report states that after returning from the gas station, Aguado started talking about his gang and asked the man if he wanted to fight. Aguado then punched the man in his left temple. Aguado went to his house and emerged with a knife. The man kicked Aguado, causing him to drop the knife. Aguado's father then came out and pulled, in, pulled him into the house. Police report that Aguado then came back outside this time with a sword. So he was on some, that's not a knife. This is a knife shit. Wow. He swung the sword and struck the woman, leaving a cut in her neck. He was then he then swung the sword at the man, leaving a mark on his back. Aguado's father returned and pulled Aguado, the knife, and the sword back into the house. Aguado remains in Spartanburg County Detention Center without bond on Monday. Okay, guys, gotta watch your back out here, man. Take Aguado's ass to jail. Yeah. This is crazy, man. Another one happened. Okay. Staff at Burnley Bookmakers. Were threatened by a man wielding a sword during a terrifying robbery yesterday. At the bookstore? Bookmakers are like, I uh, think, bookies, you know, people that bet. Oh, my, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Around 8.45 p.m., a man wearing a balaclava entered Coral Spring Betting Shop in Harry Potts Way, armed with the two-foot-long weapon. He approached the counter and demanded money from the staff. He th- is then believed to have struck the computer screen which operates the till with the sword and knocked over displays in the shop. It is believed that the man then jumped over the counter, continued to make demands for the money and brandishing the weapon towards staff before taking approximately 150 to 200 euro from the till. He left the shop and is believed to have run off in the direction of Holcomb Drive. The man is white, approximately five foot ten inches tall with a slim build and spoke with a small local accent. Oh. At the time, he was wearing a gray tracksuit top with a logo on the top of his hood and a dark tracksuit bottom. Oh, so they didn't get this dude. No. Detective Inspector Nicola Bithell from ECID said this was a violent and aggressive attack which left two members of the staff terrified and fearful for their own safety. I would appeal to anyone who has any information that may assist us in identifying this dangerous individual to come forward. So, yeah. Sword ratchetness, man. You got to watch your back. Mm-hmm. Work at the bookmaker. You give a nigga a ride to get some gas. <laughs> Just never know how it's going to turn out, guys. Never know. So uh, we'll be back. Uh, actually, premium people will be back tomorrow with a Thursday edition of Balls D Sports. Justin yeah, has Thursday. a wedding to go to. Okay. So we have to do it a day early. Okay. Um, everybody else, we'll see you guys uh, Friday, uh, Saturday, Saturday for feedback time. And uh, thank you so much for listening to the show this week. We had a ton of fun. And um, Karen, even though you have a terrible, terrible accent and you sound like a mammy. <laughs> You were able to make it through a whole nother week of podcasting. Yes. Again. Yes. And also, before we leave, I want everybody to know that me and uh, Linda Brother was on Whiskey, Wine, and Moonshine last night. And that episode is out. So you can go check uh, me and Linda Brother out on Whiskey, Wine, and Moonshine. We, I had a wonderful time with them yesterday. Yep. So we'll talk to you guys later. Until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.